frozen wasteland, haunted by the undead and the dying. What is there to do but survive through the graveyard of horrors and a garden? essay about cats because my teacher he was like I want you to write an essay about whatever you want I'm like okay well I kind of want to examine like some weird topic that I was interested in when I was like I don't know 21 some kind of like some probably pretentious fucking I don't know what it was about but it was something about women and art or something I have no idea and he was like no I want you to write about something fun and interesting because women and art are not (laughs) Either of those things. I know, and I was so mad. So I wrote an extremely passive-aggressive essay about the history of cats. Oh, didn't you fucking, like, ace that that as well? Uh, yeah, I got 100%. I, <laughs> I killed it. I killed it. It was the best essay about cats that you've ever fucking seen. Like, I went back to, like, Egypt, and I was, like, talking about the Black Plague and, like, how cats got domesticated, and I got an A on this stupid <laughs> passive-aggressive <laughs> essay about cats. Oh, my God. Speaking of, does anybody know what what the deal is with, like, the bad cats? Like, we've all seen those, like, paintings, and they've just got, like, the awful faces, Oh, my right? God, yeah. I don't know. They just, like, don't... Nobody knows what a cat looked like. I love those. No, no, but, like, there's got to be a real reason for that, right? Does one of you... No fucking idea what you're talking about. How do you capture the beauty and likeness of a cat in a painting? You can't do it. Poorly drawn cats. I love them. It's like somebody kind of loosely described a cat, and they're like, ah, uh, I know what you mean. If I just Google bad cats... Just image search bad cat paintings. You're just gonna find a cat on a skateboard flipping someone off. Ancient bad cat paintings. Everyone listening at home also do that. Yeah, everybody playing yeah. along at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh! oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> Look at this guy. He's melting. <laughs> <laughs> this explains so much about like horror movies and shit. This is the kind of stuff that I draw during art streams. <laughs> In theory, because anybody can access, you know, how to learn how to art, then like naturally the skill level of people who become artists is going to be higher. But when you highly specialize it to like only 1% of people like even have a chance, the skill level is going to get so low. And so like... Yeah, but like art is also perspective too, or very subjective. But they were trying to be realistic in these. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Right? I mean, okay, listen, food is subjective too. Marilyn, but if you put shit in a hot dog, it's not a good hot dog. That's not food. (laughs) I love them so much. I just keep looking at them. We're actually not recording today. We're just looking at cats. (laughs) The internet got us again. No D and D. Let's just let's find let's try to find the worst picture of All right, y'all. Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'm wrangling you cats. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I need I need recap rolls. I rolled a 15. That's pretty on the, that's pretty good. It's pretty high on the, on the level. I think I got a seven, but the seven looks an awful lot like one. Well, I got news for you. I got an eight, so it's the same for you. You disgust me. <laughs> that's fine. Puts it in her cup. It's not a cup. It's a little thing that I use for soy sauce. <laughs> 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 but I'm using it for dice. It's, it's cute. It is I mean, cute. Look at, look at how, look at. 
It's got flowers. Oh, that is cute. I forgot that I got to do the intro. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Welcome back to A Tales of Bone and Ice, a D&D actual play horror comedy 5e podcast. Yeah. My name is Brian Sherwood, and I'm the DM. Uh, and going around the table, we have... Marilyn. Hi, I'm Marilyn. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm Marilyn. I play Maris Terrasat, the, uh, golden, uh, the golden boy of this story very scaled take with that what you will although i'm assuming nobody's jumping in on like the ninth episode being like what does that mean yeah i'm a i'm a dragonborn we know this (laughs) back to you brian what is your class (laughs) oh shit back to me um fucking reverse uno card (laughs) Uh. i love that we can have such banter um i am a paladin i'm a paladin i'm a paladin yeah i confidently know that you got it <laughs> yeah you sure do good job that was the best one yet thank you i'm really great at uh dnd <laughs> stay tuned uh and we have candor uh hello my name is candor core i am playing condemned the goliath fighter yeah you and now we go to grim with the weather <laughs> well candor we have on the southern front coming sukunkana <laughs> Level three Kalistar druid, and she's also sporting her ability as a cartographer, which is going to be relevant today. And she has proficiency in textiles and drafting. I like that. It's just giving us like a quick fun fact. Like that's cute. And back to you, Brian. Uh, uh, thanks, Grim. Can I be sports? I got a reverse Uno card back to Grim because you rolled the lowest on your recap roll, punk. Oh, yeah. What we did last time, some fool stole from us. We beat him up. We shuffled through his pockets. He exploded. Then we got an annoying ring and went home. Annoying is subjective as well. You have not made it home yet. Well, we're on the way home. That's what happened. <laughs> ha- what happened is is fight, explosion, ring, walk-in. That's it. That's all that happened. It was the first fight where anyone besides me took damage from an enemy. Yeah. Although it also hit me and it did do more damage to me than anyone else. So, you know, but I'll take what I can get. I also wrote down the word tinnitus, but I think that was for me. I think that was a personal note. I don't think that was to do with the podcast. All right. I'm going to hit with some details. Uh, The fight occurs between a thief and the gang. Something, something, something. Marilyn calls Grim a jellyfish. More fighting occurs and he's revealed to be a herringon. I describe him poorly and say he looks like Bucky O'Hare, which is not correct. Maris knocks the boy out. They tie him up in case he wakes up. Sukun Kana and the folks rummage through his pockets. He starts ticking. Sukun Kana thunder waves him and Connie, who is holding him, he explodes. Double nat 20 from Connie and Maris saves everyone from getting exploded. Maris finds a ring. Sukun Kana finds a fancy dagger. Sukunkana and Sukunkana have temporary psychosomatic response to the viscera and the situation are temporarily and are temporarily unable to see. Maris puts the ring on. She meets Claymore. Brian makes up the land of Gindimar on the spot. Then he corrects it to Grindimar two seconds later. <laughs> Sukunkana mind links and Claymore introduces himself again. Brian introduces Claymore's B-B-E-G, Gilgamar. I'm really killing it with the improv names. Sukunkana awkwardly tries to learn more about Connie so she can make him a gift. Then we ended. Yeah, it's the second time she asked the same set of questions to try to get more things out of him. <laughs> so it is pretty it, it is pretty fitting that the witch is trying to squeeze blood from a stone here. Oh my god, I fucking love that. <laughs> we 
We start up our session. Uh, the three of you are walking away from the viscera and uh, on your way back to Thrive, where I believed you're all from, if I remember correctly. It has been a thousand years since you've been here. And uh, yeah, we're changed since then. So we did ma- we did basically make it home is what you're saying. You you have basically more or less we're going to hand wave these next 2 days because we want to get home and nothing interesting happens. Where's the survival in our survival? Horror? Uh pardon me. Uh roll roll some survival checks. Krim, why are you I'm doing? just saying there's not, hasn't been a lot of survival in our survival yeah, horror. Yeah, it's cuz we're not there yet. <laughs> I got a nat one. <laughs> You don't survive. Well, we die. <laughs> he does not survive. I got a 20, but not natural. I got an 8 plus 2. I'm ten. carrying the group. I actually did roll in that one. I'm carrying I'm, I'm not everybody. kidding about that. Uh, so uh, uh, Connie dies. He doesn't survive because this was a survival roll to see if you survive or not. Uh, Maris does an average job. Uh, they make it. Uh, Grim, you uh, bring Connie back to life. He doesn't die. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> so you guys make it back. Wait, before before we get to the city gates. I want to have like a quick little just kind of like talk with the pals. All right. We'll call that on the the next day out. I'm just going to like gather everyone together, you know, while we're kind of like packing our shit and we're like almost there. Hey guys, could we talk? (laughs) Me pointing my fingers together and shuffling my foot on the ground. Hey guys, can we talk? (laughs) I absolutely do not do that. I'm so sorry. I saw all of your faces and I agree. I was going to be like, if you do that, like Sukunkana is going to punch you in the face. Yes. Murder immediate. Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to gather everyone together and just be like, all right, guys. So how do we kind of like give the information to Sukunkana's mom? Is it your mom? Your mom is the person that we like talk to, right? He. 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 Which means, yeah, you gotcha. Yes. There, you did it! I learned, I learned, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn and grow a little as much I'm as I can. You. Thank you. It's hard. It's hard. It's, <laughs> I'm doing my best. But we, like, we have, like, pretty okay relations with that other town, right? Like, I know that obviously, like, it's not, like, where we wanted it to be. But I mean, considering the situations that kind of, like, came up, I think that it's okay, right? Like, we left off in okay terms. The majority of the town is pretty jazz, so. Jazzed is perhaps wrong word to use, but we left on not <laughs> terrible. What's jazz? I mean, <laughs> Sukun kind of, like, obviously she's mind-linked to you guys, and she says, well, we... Oh, hello! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's nice to hear from someone again, yes. Take the ring off, please. <laughs> Anything you can say in front of me, you can say to Claymore. I'm listening. She unlinks. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so she's choosing to talk oh, instead shit. of having to experience this. Wow. I'm so happy. <laughs> she says, I mean, we we did something good for them that's going to have very long repercussions, I think. But I, I mean, if there's anything I know about Gamma, it's that... We should just not mince our words and just be honest. She's, she doesn't, she's not going to want us to, you know, dance around it. There's no point in hiding anything. We should just tell her what we know. Indeed. Do you think she'll know anything about the, like, zombies or whatever? Or, like, do we, is that what we call them? Zombies. Call them skeletons, undead, whatever. Yeah. I mean, the zombie, everybody, everybody knows about the zombies. Yeah, but the fact, like, about, like, the cult, though, because there's, like, a cult that's, Yeah, no, definitely, we should. There's, there's no reason not to. Okay. Yeah, she might know. Uh, Sukunkana may or may not be biased in this situation. (laughs) 
<laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, so there's like this cult that's like bringing people in and then turning them undead so that they can steal their power or something or their life source or something. It's like vampire zombies or something. They're like they're like eating their corpses to gain their powers. Yeah, they're killing people and then eating them. They're yeah. killing people and then eating them. And oh my god, to like get, to like absorb the powers. Yeah, it's something like that. Oh like, my goodness. Oh yeah, I know it's super not ideal. Oh, oh, crazy. I think that we should shut up, Claymore. <laughs> we should, as Sukun Connor says, uh, stress that. Fuck, where's my brain today? Where is, Where is my mind? <laughs> have one say. We have one cell. Uh, it's too late to call in sick, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Uh, Groamdu is her name? Yes. I believe that we should stress to Groamdu that the town is in need of assistance. Uh, perhaps it would be an excellent time if there is anything that we might have uh, use of them for. Uh, we would have better leverage now than at other times, I think. Or simply to gain some goodwill by generosity. Right. Yeah, there's anything we can spare. Yeah. Here's the thing, is that People are resourced by themselves. I know that that also means that, you know, they need, you need to take care of them, you need to feed them, but you also need people to hunt, people to build things, people to do stuff. And if we have people from a different village that can provide us with something that we don't need to use our human resource or our people resources for, then that's a good thing. If they can manage to get something useful for us and we can do something useful for them, then it can be mutually beneficial. I know they don't have a lot right now, but we need to consider that building them up as an investment into the future. I wonder if there's anyone back in Thrive that is like strong or resilient enough that we can expend that would be willing to, to go back to uh, continuance. Is that where we just came from? Yes. I wonder like if like in like just to be like, here is an extra body just to kind of take the load off of Hottie McMilfie's hands. I don't remember her name. Jewel. Jewel. I wonder if there's anyone back in Thrive that we can send just to be like, here's another person. Here's kind of like this, like this person is now kind of like, not like bound to your town, but like, here's a person in good faith that is here to help to be another pair of like sturdy, strong hands that, you know, can help. Like, I wonder if there's anyone that's willing to do that. That way we can kind of build... Re- it's almost like a marriage, you know? You send someone off, you get married, you get you get good times in between those... You get good good connections between those places. I mean, if you could find me a body, I'd go. What do you mean? Well, the part, of, part of the magic of the ring is that my soul is still here, so if you just found me a body that I could possess, maybe. A little bit of magic here and there. You gotta Frankenstein this man. You can possess a body? Well, it's, it's you can what now? It's sort of... It's not quite like... It's, it's not that I can just decide to go into anybody and someone needs to do a little bit of magic and a sort of like I'm just I'm just brought back. You're nodding. What's he saying? Oh, sorry. He's saying that he can with magic be transferred to a body so that he can, you know, control that body. There was um, a guy I knew, he had a thing where I could just like make a whole new body. He could make a body he knew a guy that could make a body. Yeah. Was his name Victor? Oh, I get it. Mr. Hugo? Hugo was it? The beak door? <laughs> oh fuck yeah, okay. Do you think No. I don't want to ask Grom do for, you know, a body. No, we'll figure that we'll figure that out. 
Do you want? Do you want a body? I mean, wouldn't you? Yes. Yes, I think I would. <laughs> okay, you're right. It is nice to be wrapped around a finger, though. Aww. Wait, can we simply put this ring on corpse and he will be able to possess it? Uh, hey, Claymore, if we put you on just like a dead body, could you... Could you not? <laughs> oh, you don't want... No? No, don't. It won't work. You can't just like do that? I don't uh, like that at all. Oh, he super doesn't want that. I think he's, you know... Ugh. Against dead bodies. Not that. Uh, this witch business gives me headache. Can you ask him if like a doll would work? I don't want to ask him. I think it has to be like a sentient being that he can overpower their mind, maybe? Claymore, is that right? It's it's complicated. I, it's been a long time since I've thought about these magics. Well, I'll give you some time to think about it. And for the first time in a, like since you found this ring, he's quiet. I'm going to like hold my hand over the ring. In common, kind of like a, like, I'm going to put, like, you know, like, when, like, you're a no, you're in a curse, so you put, like, earmuffs with your hands around a child's head. That's what I do with my ring, and I'm just kind of like, I think he's got some thinking to do, so if anyone talks to anyone about making fake bodies, th- then we can talk about it, and I'll talk talk to him, but I think he's a little bit scared right now. Pardon me, could you be quiet? Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> So you guys keep on your way. She starts walking. She starts walking into the tundra. I am so glad that you picked up this ring, Maris. Yeah, I think, and I don't mean this as like, obviously like an insult or anything condemned. If you picked it up, I don't think that Claymore would be a ring anymore. I think that it would just be like a smushed piece of metal. You know what I mean? That is... So Kinkana is still walking away. That's very, uh, very loud in here you know hey claymore how about i'm just gonna take you off then for a minute is that okay okay i'm gonna so yeah i'm gonna peel him off and i'm just gonna like like frodo i will put it around my neck okay and the weight of it is impossibly heavy i can't carry the ring but i can carry you (laughs) it's literally literally condemned position (laughs) yeah uh so y'all keep walking Oh, oh, Sukun kind of already was. She walked I mean, away. I feel like we were still walking, right? <laughs> All right, so you guys keep walking, and eventually, like, the next day, sort of midday, you wind up back at Thrive, and you're greeted by uh, someone that you guys are a little bit familiar with. Not all too familiar, because he's just a guard. Uh, he looks over, and he looks at all three of you, and he's like, Oh, oh, they have returned. Oh, Groandu is going to be so pleased. And you guys all know this guy to be uh, Hammond, uh, and he's just a regular guard. Just a normal guard. So you can kind of waves furiously. He waves with his spear back very gently and nicely. It is good to see you. Oh, yeah. It's good to be back. Absolutely. How have things been since we've been gone? You good? Uh, there's, we, there's a few undead, but we dealt with them pretty quickly. Uh, things have been going pretty well. Um, uh, I think I imagine that uh, Gro will want to see you right away, and you guys can uh, get a bit of rest in over there. I'll keep stand here. You guys know where to go. Oh yeah, uh, welcome back. I'm I'm glad that you're uh, you're all okay. Indeed. Thank you. And then you head off. And so we go. <laughs> we all kiss him on the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we head through the the town. I'm not the DM. I don't have to describe shit, right? I was gonna say, do you want to like? You I, wanna, I wanna. <laughs> I just wanted to say that I thought it would be good if we did like like a like a description of what the town looks like from far away. Oh yeah. Ooh yeah. Because we were talking about having more setting, more setting right, pieces. Right, right, right. Because I was like, I feel like the imagery of having the giant frozen waves is really cool, but yeah. it has never come up even once. That's true. So as you near the city, you you notice the familiar uh, structures that you're all used to. The uh, large tents in comparison to continuance the uh 
the more massive structures, the large bones. You see sort of to the center of town, the tall ruin of the ship that you guys dreamt about, the uh, jutting ribs of the whale bones just a bit off to the north of that, and then off to the southern side of town. You see the major shield cresting over much of the city that is a constant bastille that holds against much of the southern wind that you guys have been recently experiencing on your walk. Did we know that the ship that's in Thrive is the ship that was in our dream? Yes. Yes, at least out of character. I suppose it's up to us individually if we put that together in character. If you guys want to go in character to the ship and see. yeah. I, in and out of character, did not know. (laughs) Perfect. That does check with Maris being kind of a bimbo. Thembo. Thembo. So as you see the familiar protective shield uh, on the southern side of town... Uh, you feel a, wa- a wave of comfort wash over all of you. And uh, you're greeted by Hammond. And then we do that whole thing. We all make out with him aggressively. Sukun kind of waves furiously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as as Hammond sees you all approaching this this familiar soldier from which you are all relatively aware of, he, uh, he, he lifts up a spear as he can see you in the distance and he knows that it's the three of you because it's not very often you see a, a Goliath, a small furry triangle, and a scaly dragonborn all walking together. And as he's as he sees the three of you, he says, "Oh, welcome back! Oh, so good to see the three of you returned. It's been a bit longer than we expected, but I'm also glad. We're also Gromd is going to be thrilled. Hey, you guys! <laughs> Indeed. Have there been any major developments since we have been away? Uh, no, things have been quite steady, and there was a few undead, but we dispatched them relatively quickly. How's the shop? How's my grandma's shop? My shop? Uh, untouched, I think. I don't think anybody has gone in there. I'm not totally sure because I mostly." stand here but when i get a, a a perch i up on the uh the large towers i usually don't see anybody go around there okay that's good thank you just making sure yeah of course we should see your mother yes uh she nods stoically <laughs> all right i'll uh, i'll stay here uh if the other guards come around i'll let them know that you have arrived so that they are not on the watch for you so you can kind of start scurrying away <laughs> like mid mid sentence she starts scurrying yeah <laughs> As we're walking to Gurumdu's, Maris kind of nudges Sigunkana, and they're like, "Your mom is gonna be so excited to see you, like super impressed too, because like you, like we've been doing stuff, like you did so many things." She mind links, and she's like, "I'm gonna show her I can turn into a kakin." <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, fuck yeah. All right. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. Also, I found this knife and she brings out her new knife. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) What do you got there? A knife. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) A knife. Honestly, when we first set out, I was not entirely sure that all of us would get back alive. So this has been uh, an exceptionally successful journey in my books. You literally left with three and came back with four. Oh. Yeah, you know what? Those are really that good That depends <laughs> on how you count. Claymore <laughs> is worth a whole man. <laughs> All right. I touched my chest while I said that. <laughs> honey, we need to find you better men. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, you can try, but I doubt you're yeah. going to get far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so eventually you make it to uh, Gro Amdu's large hut. Yeah, Suku kind of like tries to kick open the door because she wants to be cool. Actually, is it a door? It's a tent. <laughs> it's a tent. So you kick open the flap. Can you roll for acrobatics? She though? dramatically she dramatically unflaps the flap. Okay. Do you want to roll a performance check to see how dramatic? Yes. Okay. I got a thirteen. Okay. Wait, can I do I performance? Oh no, I don't. Sorry. I wanted to 
to help. You can. Why don't you just be dramatic with me? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to make like trumpet noises like. Performance check. And then we've we've got the literal and metaphorical straight man that is Connie. Yeah. I rolled a 10 plus 2, 12, actually. That's okay. Okay, you guys do all okay. You guys do all right. Uh, as you as you dramatically open the tent flap, it's sort of like you open it and it sort of baps onto your body, but it's not like of great import. And then uh, Maris is just, she's doing mouth noises because nobody knows what a trumpet is. Yeah. I mean, they know what singing is. They know what singing is. So she starts like uh, vocalizing behind you. Maris invents beatboxing. Maris invents beatboxing. I'm assuming that flutes exist. Yeah. Bone instruments. Wind instruments would exist. Yeah. Mayhap not a metal trumpet. Uh, do we have a reeds, though? Girl Amdu situated a chair near the front entrance of her place in anticipation of you guys returning. One chair? One chair for her to sit in and wait for you to come back in. Oh, that's sweet. As you flip it open uh, and it sort of like baps onto you, she literally stands up and runs to you and she says... Oh, my daughter. Oh, you've returned. And she picks you up and, like, swings you back and forth very lovingly. She mindlings, come on. Oh. Look what I can do. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> you do it right there. turn into a oh. wolf. <laughs> she, she holds you and she turns into the wolf. And then she's like, oh, my. Oh, oh, daughter. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, my. She licks her face. Oh, you're so rough. Oh, oh, so soft. And then she starts like petting your your back. It's just like just, I just feel compelled to pet your 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 ears and stuff. Yeah, she's still mind linked, and she's like, "It's because I'm so cute, right?" I, I don't understand. And then she puts you down, uh, and then she looks at the other two of you, and uh, is um when how long? Oh no, that's just her. Is this forever? Is this like a no by the moon thing? No. Uh, so far, it's only been for a few minutes at a time. This is called a kakin. Okay. Kama, it's one of the animals from before the world froze. There's a very long pause as she looks down and she looks at the other two of you and she's sort of like, okay, can you roll a persuasion check so that she doesn't just think you're cursed? (laughs) Oh, fuck. We didn't talk about if we were going to tell her about the other potato baby. That's fine. Okay, we'll figure that out, I guess, in a minute. (laughs) Well, it's too late to talk about it now. I got 18. Okay. She's like, okay, so this is part of your powers, your situation. This isn't because you're you're cursed or something. Okay. All right. I can do this twice a day for up to an hour. Twice a nap, actually. Oh, twice a nap. Twice a nap I can do You should be able to do this a lot then. Yeah. Yeah, she turns back into a she turns back into girl, and she's like, "Watch this!" And she's gonna turn into a new kinka, <laughs> which is a spider, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah which is a spider. <laughs> and she like goes to Mary like jumps out, and she says, "Don't kill her." I know it's tempting. <laughs> we did the same thing. <laughs> she starts scuttling around on the ground. She like literally like jumps up on her chair, like. <sighs> <sighs> I can be so small. <sighs> stop! Stop that! Stop that now! Stop that! She stops moving. You wouldn't believe how useful this is, though. She has been a great asset. Condemned uh, doesn't say or do anything, but internally he's very grateful to see, like, the elder, like, the senior of the village having this very obvious fear reaction because it makes him feel better about how freaked out he was. (laughs) And he was like, oh, no, am I coward? All right. Okay. 
everyone stop with the tricks we're going to sit down in the hall and you're gonna tell me everything that happened and we're gonna get a, we're every, you, you all look beat you look like you've been on the road which you have been proverbial road so everybody needs a break we need to rest we need to eat and you all need to tell me what happened because never mind no no it's fine never mind Insight check. Yeah, insight check. I can climb on walls. Yeah. She, she's not trying to insight. She starts climbing up one of the sides of the tents. Stop being spider. Stop being Nukinka. But look, I can defy gravity. That's a 19. Okay, so you got a 19. 19, baby. Oh, right. I have advantage now. <laughs> I rolled two twos with my advantage. A uh, five. Nice. Fuck yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Sukunkana gets to the root, the ceiling of the tent and then she's like okay I'll stop and she stops being spider and she just falls to the ground probably hurts herself okay where's some I need some fucking dice <laughs> cause some bingus <laughs> Marilyn can you roll me 2d6 2 it's probably at most 10 feet tall that's 1d6 she's in like the tallest tent okay I rolled a 3 and a 6 anyone gonna try to catch me <laughs> okay so you take 9 damage unless someone tries to catch you <laughs> me wait what am I doing you wanna try to catch me yeah, I would. Okay. Give me a deck save. Oh, baby, I'm so sorry. That's a two. Okay, so she <laughs> lands on you. Clonk. Uh, she falls from the from the ceiling, and uh, instead of <laughs> her taking nine damage, you both take four damage. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, so as she as she as, as as you have your hands out ready to catch her, you sort of misjudge where she's going to land, and you sort of like run into the spot, and she sort of uh, her like hip collides with your face as uh. you try to catch her. So you sort of like get like oh my neck, oh my face, and uh, <laughs> Sukunkana, you are like practically dropped onto this like scaly metal face instead of straight onto the ground, which cushions your fall a little bit, but it's also like teeth and like nose mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's still painful. <sighs> Grow size similarly, just like that. <laughs> and... <sighs> so can kind of use healing word on herself. I will... It's okay! <laughs> I'll be in the hall. And then she, she leaves, and she's just like, I'm just glad that you're okay. She's back at Max Health. All right. <laughs> I also heal Marilyn. I can waste all these spell slots. You take, you get six point six hit points for healings. Six grazie. She heads off to the hall. You guys follow. I'm assuming. Uh, you assume. Fuck yeah, we're in a safe zone, baby. Unless something happens. Yeah, I do assume. She she absolutely a hundred percent is completely comfortable as soon as she gets home. You know what? That's fair. Like zero percent sense of danger anymore. Uh, <laughs> once all four of you eventually reach the hall, she takes a seat on the I don't want to say throne because it's not really a throne but it's like uh the council the the metal chair yeah yeah the head of the table the the big important chair the chieftain's spot <laughs> the big important chair for big important folk the big important she sits in the big important chair for the big important folk the only chair with a whoopee cushion in the whole building and Sukun kind of put it there <laughs> ah. where the where debriefings happen she gestures to the three seats in front of her to have you sit down and tell her about your journey. Do we leave anything out or do you tell all the things? Yeah, like, do we tell her about Ruby or whatever her name is? About Naku, about the cult of people eating people to gain their memories, about the starfish. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, we should tell all of that. Like, do we tell her about the other potato baby? Uh, Sukunkana would have absolutely no reason to not tell her everything. Besides which, like, it's too late to discuss that now. We have to make the decision in character on our own. 
Yeah, and Sukun Kana w- will, in fact, blurt everything out unless expressively told not to. That's fair. Yeah, so absolutely 100% everything truth. Maris would also do the same thing. So you tell her literally everything, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially about that time Sukun Kana set herself on fire the first day out. <laughs> uh, so that's obviously a lot to take in with uh, the giant wandering... Monsters, that was sort of a known thing. Sukukana, I'm very proud of you. That's a... It's a lot, because I'll be honest, I was incredibly worried about you when you first set out. You were not very convincing that you would be as competent as these two have demonstrated you to be. As well, the the growth that you've experienced, I'm, I'm impressed by all of you. Honestly, she's been doing fairly well. I mean, I almost died like six times, and she didn't almost die once, so... <laughs> That's so. because you're so good at protecting people, Connie. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I was hoping that you'd be good for. <laughs> I uh, I had a friend who was a very good uh, protector of, of their companions as well. Who? Do you tell, do, I'm assuming you tell her 100% details, all about the dreams and everything, too? Yes. I would not tell her about Claymore. I think the dreams probably would have slipped Sukunkana's mind because she has so many buckwild dreams constantly. Condemned would have told her, <laughs> also would have told her everything in a very, like, matter-of-fact debriefing mode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I would have agreed, like, yeah, we had, like, a collective dream about, like, whatever, like, on a ship. Like, the same ship in the town that we all know is collective knowledge. Nobody found out today. But I would not have said, like, I wouldn't have said about what I saw. Okay, so there's there's so much. I need time to process this and talk to the council. I'm glad that you've all returned safely. Come here tomorrow. Obviously, Sukunkana, you'll be here. I live here. <laughs> but the two of you uh, return here tomorrow. Uh, I have a reward for all three of you. A present. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sort of tradition for uh, for those who go out and return. So birthday it's not your birthday <laughs> do you have birthday i don't know removal day dirt excavation day <laughs> birthdays aren't really a thing in this society yeah everybody return tomorrow you all look like you could use a rest in your own homes thank you so much again and she gets up and she shakes uh, each of your hands individually and identically uh as a sign of professionalism including sukunkana she shakes your hand uh, just like the other two. Sugan kind of does it in a very goofy way back. <laughs> if you two could uh, see yourselves out, you know the way. I'd like a moment with my daughter. Of course. Bow and make our way out. Exit stage left. Bye. Pursued by Bear. Uh, <laughs> Hunches over probably more to exit the tent flap. <laughs> Sugan kind of does finger guns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you guys leave. <laughs> okay, so uh, the two of you leave and Girl Amdu looks down at her tiny, now much more powerful daughter, and uh, she hugs you so tightly and so deeply. As she does so, you can feel a few drops of water land on your cheek. I was so worried about you, and I'm so glad that you're back. Sunku kind of hugs back. I know that I have a lot of things that I want to share with you, but you're you're an adventurer now, and I, I have to stop coddling you. But I do have one more thing that I think that you'll really appreciate. And she takes you by the hand and she takes you to your bedroom that you grew up in. And it's fitted with a new mattress and new blankets. And it's bigger and fluffier and softer. And she said, I I wanted to make sure that if you came back, it was nice for you. 
and it would be nice and soft. I know that this is sort of the thing you like most in the world is sleeping. Uh, so you can kind of, kind of like, she like, she like takes a deep breath and she looks at, uh, Gromdu and she says, you know, I learned a lot of things while I was out there about what other people have and don't have. And it kind of made me think like, wow, I was in a, like a really good position a lot of my life and, and I really appreciate this, but I realized something that you can't, you can't sleep all the time. <laughs> She looks more shocked than you've ever seen a person look in your entire life. <laughs> I had to stay up and I had to do watch and wake up in the morning and walk for a really long time. Boy, howdy, my, my body hurts. Yeah, I, I had to do that before when I was younger as well. I think this is going to be a really good place to rest after I'm done working during the day. I want to do more things to benefit the community. She smiles ear to ear, like the most beaming, proud parent that could possibly exist. And she says, I'm so incredibly appreciative and proud. And she says, okay, well, do you need a workstation, something? I think I can make more detailed maps. I figured out a way to get from here to Continuance in four days rather than five in a safe journey. That's, that's incredible. That's incredible. And I was thinking that if we could, I could make the first version... And then we could have other people who are proficient in drafting make copies. And I think it would be best not only for us to have them, but if we could circulate them to other towns so that things are easier on them too. Mm. And we could potentially do like a resource trade. Exactly, like we could trade these because less travel means less danger. That's true. That's a that's an incredibly good point. We can make bank, um, baby. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, instead of like providing resources, we obtain their resources by trading services. <laughs> but since we can generate the services out of thin air, this should give us a competitive advantage in the marketplace. <laughs> if this if this ends with us inventing capitalism, I will love it. Oh, I hope and so. And everyone else, everyone else will riot, and we will be immediately canceled. I can't. That's what Sukunkana Sukunkana is, and like like a neat and a shut in by nature. And if she has to work really hard so she can get the internet, she will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so glad to hear that. All right. Well, with that in mind, uh, let's. Let's get let's get you started then. Maybe not today though. I'm real tired. I want I'm hungry. Well, we'll we'll figure it out. <laughs> and then we cut out to the other two. <laughs> As you're walking uh, through the town, you know people are you know relatively happy to see you. They're just you know, like, oh hey, glad to see you back. You made it and whatever. Uh, a couple people give you like high fives and handshakes and stuff. Um, they're relatively friendly, uh, and you finally make it back to your inherited shop. And uh, it has remained untouched. The first thing I want to do is look for anything that may have been overlooked before or anything that I may not have noticed before or took note of that can give me some kind of indication of my grandfather's past. Sure. Give me an investigation check. That's a two. Fuck. You can't find anything out of place. It looks exactly like you remember it. And it's just as empty and fresh as... As you wanted it to be for you. Do I know anyone in town that grew up with my grandfather or that my grandfather was close to or like a confidant of? Uh, one of the confidant. One of the people that he was very familiar with was Goro Amdu. Uh, they, they knew each other for a very long time. And uh, he was acquaintances with Howard Dugans, who was the go-between for the Marshals and the Magicians. While I'm in here, I feel like even though it is 
untouchedness as I left it. I think that it looks different to Maris. I think that everything kind of feels almost out of place now. It feels like it's harboring secrets. But I think that I still know where everything is kept and everything is stored as like an alchemy shop is. So I want to be able to see if I can get any ice crystals or anything so that I can use these ingredients to make a a, a salve for Connie. We're going to get to that part over the next few days. But the fact that you're sort of like starting early, like I'll call that part of your preparation. Okay, dope. Okay. Because that is a step in uh, the witchcraft stuff. Awesome. Then the other thing that I want to do is I want to see if I can go find Howard. Uh, sure. Yeah, give me that bitch. Yeah. Uh, in that case, um, how are you going to go about finding him? Do I know where he lives? Every, everybody more or less knows where everybody lives, but he lives closer to the uh, the major shield. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm going to go to where his house is or if I know where he usually spends his days. Okay. So he usually spends most of his time uh, walking around and talking with a lot of the guards and a lot of the people who are in charge of uh, maintaining certain magics around. But sometimes he is found at his house on his uh, very, very, very rare days off. And luckily, this is one of those days. So you're able to go up to his place. Uh, Do you knock on the door? Do you go in? I definitely knock on the door. Knock on the flap, the bone, whatever. Well, yeah, like knock on the like, like, hey, knock, knock. You know who it is. <laughs> uh, and he says, oh, hey, uh, sorry. Uh, one second. Um, coming. Uh, oh, Maris, you're back. Yeah, we just got back into town. Oh, it's good to hear. Um, how, how was it? Pretty wild. There was uh, more things that are scary than you would think. You know what I mean? Oh, you know? yeah. Who knew? Of course. <laughs> I don't remember what his voice sounded like. This was millions of episodes ago, so this is his voice now. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> was not that. <laughs> Tell you right now. You know what? He had some growth. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Um, yeah, You're all alone in the shop now, right? There's, uh, you haven't got an apprentice? Well, I guess you were the apprentice, so now you're the... The Smith. Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else does anything like we did, or if anyone knows the trade like we knew. Uh, not, not, not like your grandfather did. There's a few amateurs here and there, but you were kind of the next best in the in yeah. in thrive. Sad to hear. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of my grandpa, you knew him for a while. Um, oh yeah. What do you do? You know anything about? I don't know how to ask this. How old is he? <laughs> the birds and the bees. Well, not how old is he, but like, I don't want to be like, what was his oath? Did you notice anything strange about him or anything change within him? No, he's uh, he's been the same guy the entire time that I knew him up until he, he, well, up until he went to the celestial staircase. He was the same guy. Well, I just, you know when you have like a funny feeling and you just kind of are like, it's like something nagging at you and you're like, oh, I gotta... I really got to pick a prod at that, you know? No, I I get it. Sometimes you get like a like a little piece of ice in your shoe or something. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think now that he's gone, I want to know more about his life. You know what? Now that I think of it, what was his relationship with my parents? Well, I mean, I never knew your parents. He He came into town with you. Did he ever say where he came from? Oh, most of us never thought to ask. It's, you just see some 
some poor folks down in their luck and you just take them in. They had a, he had a baby with them. Mm, but he never said anything about anything? He was just so charming it didn't occur to anybody to ask. <laughs> Thinking back, it's a bit weird, right? Like You'd think it would be a normal idea to just ask someone where they're from. But... Yeah, you would think. <sighs> Howard. <laughs> you really dropped the ball here. Hot people have different rules. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, sorry, sorry about that. Um, no, that's fine. You know what? No, I totally get it. I mean, you know, it's a small town. Any hands you can get is helpful. Smaller than for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're doing pretty well right now. <laughs> oh, I get you. Yeah. You know what? Actually, because we're doing so well, we just came back from Continuance. And do you know anyone that would be willing to like want to go there to help out? Because they've been... They've been struggling on building some of their structures, so you know, I think if anyone wants to go and really make a name for themselves, that would be that would be the place to go. Uh, I think there's a few guys in the guard there. Um they might be good on a bit of an expedition with a couple of them. A caravan could go down. Let me talk to them, see what I can find out for you. Yeah, that'd be super helpful. Thank you so much. Uh I'm I'm gonna get back to it. This is my one day off in like a Oh, quite a quite a few days now. I gotta I gotta relax Absolutely. a bit. So I'm of course, do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you need from me? Can I can I help with anything? Or are you good? No, you just got back. You, you go relax. Okay. Yeah, I'll go. Okay. I'll go chill. Right. Uh, nice talking to you, kid. Good seeing you. Yeah. All right. Uh, and he heads back inside, and then we'll cut over to Connie. Condemned's going to return to his bed back in the community housing. He's going to make sure that everything is more or less where it was, which is to say that, like, his sheets and his pillow are still there because he kind of took everything else with him. His sheets and his pillow are still, in fact, there. All right. He's also very glad to see that it's still, you know, doesn't appear to have been taken because there's only one that's really big enough to fit him. So that was honestly a good find. That's that's why uh, it didn't get taken because nobody else could... Like, could they benefit from it? Yes, but, like, they don't want to take that away from the one guy who actually needs it. I think also the fact that the one guy who uses it is, like, eight feet tall probably helps. All right, so he's going to put most of his traveling stuff away, but he is going to keep the bag, and he's going to keep a couple of items that are inside the bag. And once he's all squared away... He's going to walk down to the Bone Forge. Okay. He's going to look around for Krusk. As you do so, uh, you put your stuff away and you're ready to go, like, pretty much straight back to work, it sounds like. Yeah. As you head on down to the Bone Forge, you notice a few people similarly, like, you know, they're not as friendly with you as they are with Maris because you're a bit intimidating in general. Mm. Uh, but they do give you, like, nods and a little bit of waves here. And, like, some people just say thank you. Yeah. Um, I nod back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you arrive at the Bone Forge, uh, Krusk uh, greets you and says, Ah, you made it back! Ah, it's good to see you. Ah, uh, it is good to see you again, my friend. Of course, uh, how, how was it? It was interesting. I have spent much time traveling the Vastes, but I still managed to see some things new. Oh, it's incredible. It uh, must be a lot of good experience. Did you come back with anything uh, uh, useful for us here? Ah, uh, actually, I wanted to speak to you about this. While I was out, I managed to... Let's not worry too much about the details. But, and he's going to take out the bone forge tools that she gave him. And he's going to kind of run his thumb over the saw in like a very particular way. And as he does so, a little trace is left up and then it glows with a fiery, uh, with a fiery sigil. This is a... Uh, Fire. Flame. 
Oh, it uh, is giant room. Oh, it. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah, hmm, let me think back. There was a guy who used to work here, and he was uh, he was the eccentric one. He was uh, it's been so long. Uh, I heard stories about him from the one who was working here before me. They could do crazy magic things with their with their tools. I didn't believe a single word of it because that's not how it works. But clearly, I was mistaken. What can you do with this? It allows me to tap more into my ance- into uh, my ancestral skills, let us say. I am a better bonesmith than I once was, but I still have much to learn, and that is why I was hoping you could help me. Well, if you keep it up like this, you're going to be better than me. You're going to be running this place pretty soon. <sighs> you are too kind. Well, that's, that's okay. You still have things left to teach me. And so I was hoping that you might uh, be of some assistance to me, if you would be so kind. All right, for sure. Grab uh, grab some tools. Uh, I'll get the forge going. Yes. Uh, and you guys go back into routine pretty much immediately. All right. Right back to work like nothing changed. All right, solid. So you guys do your respective uh, rest of day things. You eat, you, you know, get a bit of rest in, you go to sleep. Uh, you wake up the next day, and you've been told uh, to head over to Gro Amdu's tent. Sukun kind of looks like she's basically found Nirvana having slept on her new bed, <laughs> in a real bed inside where it's warm. <laughs> she looks like she's been to a different plane of existence when the next time you guys see her. Yeah. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the three of you are invited in, are invited to the hall where Gro Amdu, where you did the debriefing of your adventure. And there's a a man there. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> a man. Ugh. Ew. There's a man there who Sukunkana would know to be Stable Master Frederick. He is looking very confident and very happy for the three of you. And he's like, well, it's always a good day when you can get some uh, new folks back in town and we can get them out and we can get them saddled up. You know what I'm saying? Boy, howdy do I ever. And boy, howdy do I <laughs> Holy shit, Mr. Mister came out with no provocation. Wow, that was the best. I have enough on your stream to get Mr. Mister, but I've been waiting for my moment. I I increased the price because I was bullied last time. Somebody ruined it. Mm -hmm. For the record, Grim does a stream, assuming most of you aren't from there. They will be. They will be. So Stable Master Frederick looks the three of you up and down and says, well, I can see at least two of you are going to have a good time, but one of you might have a bit of a... Bit of a difficult situation with it. Sukun kind of points at herself and she's like... Yeah, I wasn't going to say it out loud, but yes, you. She shrugs. Uh, Gro <laughs> looks at the three of you and he says, All right, so um, as per tradition, when we have a couple of cartographers or adventurers go out and return, you do have the bones of the undead, right? Yes. 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 All right. I got Connie to carry mine. That sounds about right. <laughs> This proves that if you are to go out into the wastes by yourselves, you'll be able to protect and manage uh, mount. Uh, you know that we have the the lizards. We go to get a mount. The lizards to ride. The, the lizards that we ride so that we can make more distance. Yes. <gasps> yeah. You have proved that you are able and willing and capable of protecting them as your mounts if you go out into the wilds with them. So. Stable Master Frederick will take the rest. I have other meetings to attend to. 
and uh, she bows slightly, and then she leaves. And Stable Master Frederick says, "All right, well, we got to get going. It's uh, pretty, still pretty early, so this is the perfect time to do it. Cause, uh, well, we got to head a bit out of town. Cause, uh, unfortunately, we don't have any who breed in captivity. It just doesn't work like that. So we got to go out of town. I'll explain a little bit more on the way. So uh, if you if you come with me, we get on our way right away. All right, sound good? Yes, perfect. Yes. Sukun kind of has to go put on all of her layers before she goes outside." <laughs> All right, just be quick. We, 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 I'll give you, I'll give you four minutes, and then we leave without you. You know, I failed my um, my stable test three times. Yes. Couldn't, couldn't park. I couldn't park the lizard. They tried to get me to parallel park that thing. I just wouldn't do it. I could. There wasn't enough room. I got really scared. Uh, these these creatures must be very valuable. Uh, well, of course they are. They're uh, they're a primary source of transportation they do a lot of uh, uh moving of carts and wagons and such and they're also a uh, part of the the livestock and the meat that we eat in this t- in this village as well man we we have it so good here yes it makes sense that you would want to ensure that uh not everyone has access to one yes uh, yeah of course uh, are they slow breeding uh it's not quite like that uh, I'll, uh like i said i'll explain it on the way it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mouthful and if we say it amongst unhearing ears and uh, around people who are uh, less than less than kind, we might see the. Here's the thing: it's a secret where the location of the breeding grounds is, and it's only available to those who go and myself. Ah, I see. So that is why when you send uh, people out, you only give it to those who survive. Exactly, you get it. Makes sense. So condemned has like clocked now that in thrive these lizards are more important than people do we need to take a visual test yes yes all right so uh it comes to three minutes and 59 seconds and then uh sukunkana arrives yeah sukunkana busts out of the door fully dressed in multiple layers she's got her mask on to keep her nose warm and she waddles as fast as she can towards everybody all right let's go he uh, rounds the three of you up, and you head on to the northeastern side, of, no, northwestern side of town. And um, as you leave town, he begins to explain, like, "All right, now here's here's a deal. Uh, we got to go up a bit, and then there's a uh, a bit of a well. It's hard to describe. It's sort of like uh, we have helped the lizards dig a bit of a hole so that they have sort of a nest." Uh, so it's sort of like the uh, inside of the the major shield. There's a bit of places where people live and stuff. Uh, it's kind of like that, except go straight underneath the ice. Um, and they have uh, a bit of a nest in there, so you have to be aware of the fact that you are going into their nest where they are going. And what you're going to do is you're going to have to uh, find one of the eggs. Now, we've become dependent on them as they've become dependent on us because they are not able to give off as much body heat as we are, and the eggs require a certain amount of body heat so that they can hatch. Does that make sense? We sort of jumpstart their life cycle with our heat, all right? We sit on their eggs. Well, you don't sit on the egg. Am I going to be a parent? Uh, You don't sit on the egg. Do I get to hug it? You get to, hold on, it's all right. So what what you're going to do, and these eggs are gigantic. I promise you they are humongous. It's weird how large they come out and they just get a little bit larger. They have a very short childhood. So when we get there, what you're going to do is you're going to take both your arms and put them out as wide as you can and hug around the entire egg and do the same with your legs if possible, but remain standing because you got to cover as much surface area of the egg as possible. 
if you can, the more skin to the egg, the better and the faster and the more quickly you'll bond with your newly hatched lizard, alright? I do have a question. How hot is too hot though? Because I do run a high temperature and also I can breathe fire. Alright, so that's a bit too hot. Fire too hot? Okay. What you're looking for is a, like probably normal body heat for, you know, you're a bit of a- you're Blood f- temperature. Yeah, you're a you're blood temperature. Uh, you're, you're a bit of a lizard yourself as well, so I feel like you'll understand how warm they want to be. Yeah, I think it'll be alright for the for, for you. You'll probably get off scot-free. You're very large, so you'll probably be alright as well. So I'm fat and I'm a lizard. Cool, you're racist and fat. I'm just kidding. That's from <laughs> the most kidding. problematic character thus far. <laughs> Right? That's called growth, baby. <laughs> Is that growth or hypocrisy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If uh, I have opposite issue, actually. My kind are better insulated against cold, but that goes both ways. Hmm. Well, I mean, I've never met one of your kind. I assume that because you were large, it'd be pretty easy. Maybe, maybe get yourself up in a bit of a sweat. You know, get the blood pumping. Do you want me to heat you up? I can heat you up. I can heat up your clothes or whatever. Uh, Condemn turns to Mar- Tamaris and he has that one like placating hand out. He's like, so far, you have not lit me on fire. So let's keep it that way. That's fair. Yeah, you figured it, you, you figure it out. That's fair. What? Who has lit you on fire? That one. And I point to Tsukunkana. I also set myself on fire. <laughs> That's true. All right, so for one of you, this is going to be a cakewalk. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, so eventually you arrive at the uh, the lizard nest, and you can see that there's various different holes around the side of one larger pit. Uh, they look to be fairly large holes, uh, but incredibly slippery. And if you were, like, were to go down into it, you would have a difficult time. Yeah, yeah, right? Here we go. You ready? You good? Um... You good? I'm keeping it in. Talk about sex things? I'm sorry, are you talking about slippery holes? Uh, so there's these ice fill, uh, ice divots. I don't know, what are they called? Uh, anyway, there's slippery holes in the ground, and you could all definitely fit inside of these. Uh, and it, it's definitely obvious that you would have a difficult time getting out. Yeah? Uh-huh? You ever just, like, think about something, and you're like, this is, like, this is totally makes sense, and then, you like, you say it out loud, and you just look at one person, and you're like... <sighs> I'm keeping it in. Yeah. I'm doing my best. Uh, and he says this to you, like, all right, so uh, when you go down there... Get down in that slippery yeah. hole When now. you go down there in that slippery hole, you're going to have a tough time getting out. <laughs> this is better than most sex education classes <laughs> in this country. So when you go down in there, you're going to be stuck until you're able to hatch your lizard's egg, in which case they will help you out. Are we the sperm? <laughs> <laughs> You ever have something that you think is like a great idea? <laughs> I don't know if I can be here. I'm destroying my brand. I'm destroying my brand every episode. My mom actually just said I'm not allowed to hang out with you guys anymore. Mom, <laughs> mom, come pick me up. They're drinking. <laughs> right, so you go. You can all go down through at once, but be aware of the fact that when you get down there, there are going to be a bunch of lizards who are not going to let you go right away. But you got to make sure that they understand that you're not there to hurt them. Okay. Because they are still protecting their eggs. It's in their instincts to protect their eggs. But they have become aware of the fact that uh, we are here for a good reason. Uh, That being said, uh, not everybody who comes by here makes it out of here. Because sometimes people just accidentally wander upon this area on their way by Thrive. Uh, And then you look down into the, the deeper part of the pit and there's just like a few like bones and stuff. Oh, so that's what happens if you can't get out? Would one describe these as animals? Uh, These lizards? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Relevant. How deep down is it also? Uh, how deep down is it? Uh, it's about 30 feet down. 
So you can either go into the sloping pit zone like a maniac, or you can go through the holes, which it will be a bit safer. I'm glad you explained that, because I was about to go in the pit holes like a maniac. Condemned is going to take out his rope, and he's going to offer one end to Sukunkana. <laughs> she gracefully accepts. <laughs> Try not to twist your ankle. Yep. Uh, yep. No promises. Yep. Wait, how enclosed is this hole, or is it like pretty open? Uh, it's big enough for a Connie. One Connie, one unit of Connie. We make me- we make measurements in Connies. So basically, like you look down into it, and it's just like there's some because there's a bit of light, and then it's darkness, and then the bottom. Mm. I feel like that's one of Maris's fears. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know how comfortable going into a small enclosure I would be, especially because it's like it's like underground, right? Because it's like you go in the side, but it goes down. Yeah, so it's like uh, there's a deep pit. And then there's, on the outside, there's a bit of uh, holes that lead into the bottom of the pit. I'm going to make an inside check to see if I can see that Maris is uh, doing a concern. So Kun kind of is like ready to dive into this thing, but she's holding off. I really love the advantage because that was a nat one, but then 12. So 15 total. So Maris, what does he learn from a 15 on you? Do you feel like that's a good enough number to see how you're feeling? Oh, that's, yeah, I think that's definitely good enough. You can tell that Maris is uncomfortable with this. You can tell that Maris doesn't appreciate that it is like, even though you can see the bottom, it's still like enclosed and it's still tight and it's still not enough movement to like feel open and free. All right. Is this a hole or is this like a a slope? This is a slide, basically. Okay, great. So right now we're both like just kind of standing, like looking down. <laughs> you fucker. Yeah, but, <laughs> so Condemned is going to like put a hand on the back of Maris and say, don't worry, my friend. I have faith in you. And then just shove. So we're going to do athletics check. <laughs> do I get advantage because of surprise? I hope he does. He does. Because yeah. honestly, I think it'd be like almost like a surprise because like I sure the fuck. All right. I believe that's a total of 20. Okay. So Maris, what is your dexterity modifier? Can you beat a 20 with a dexterity save? No, it's plus zero. <laughs> okay. So if you want to roll just in case you do get a 20. I just rolled a 15. So. Okay. So in that case, as you get this very trusting hand on your back and all of a sudden just push. Uh, is this into one of these holes? Uh, yeah, just just pushing just pushing them down the slide, basically, just like whoop. okay, you careen down this slide, and it's a it's a speed that you've never experienced in your life. Oh man! You go slip into this. Uh, it's darkness. You're disoriented, and you come out the bottom, and you just sort of like whoop, on your backside, sort of probably panicking and scratching at the sides of the ice tunnel. As you shoot out, you sort of like drift up to the other side and sort of down again. Uh, So you pop out of this thing. Uh, What does Maris feel from all this? I think more than anything, just kind of surprised because it was like fear, like I don't want to do this. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, like it's happening. But then like before you can really wrap your mind around it, you're kind of at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like maybe two or three seconds of just whoosh gone. So I think the first like little bit is just kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Like what? How? What? Why? How? And how? What just happened? Are you still alive? Yeah, it's cool. There's things down here. We got we got eggs. Sukin kind of throws herself into the slide. Okay, <laughs> let that be a lesson to. Oh, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's gone. She's like, okay, she's alive. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so you throw yourself down the slide. Similar experience. Do you go head first? It feels like you go head first. Yeah, imagine a goopy. <laughs> she goes down. Um, so Maris. Uh, 
you hear this noise, give me a deck save real quick, just in case she like takes you out by the feet. Ooh, 19. Okay, so you, you think to yourself like, oh, she's coming down the same one probably that I did, and you move out of the way as she just slides by, so all that's left is Connie. How funny would it be if it's like, oh, I'm not going down there. Yeah. I don't need a lizard that bad. You fucker. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> He's going to have to find the biggest egg he can find. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Condemn turns to Freddy. All right. Uh, you will be waiting for us up here, or? Yeah, maybe. If it doesn't take too long. Yeah, how do we get out? <laughs> I appreciate that commitment. Yeah, well, makes sense. Turn back and shout down. All right, make way. Back up. Give them a couple seconds to make way. Yeah, we make way. We make they. We make they. Yeah. I just <laughs> scooch down. I like to slide down on my butt. So similarly, you're you're a lot heavier. So like you pick up speed so fast and you like shoot down and you sort of skid along the bottom and you go up and you like practically almost like get to the top of the other side before you uh, slide back down. But you're backwards this time. So it's pretty disorienting. Again, faster than anything you've ever experienced in your entire existence. All right, that was kind of disorienting, I will admit. So as the three of you uh, sort of taken a moment, and the two of you have already seen this, but I didn't want to describe it before it was down here. As you look around, uh, there's a few of these lizards who are... You can tell that there are other caves at which they have dug that are sort of at a mid-level, so that if they need to just observe the eggs that are at the bottom, then they are able to. And in case something goes wrong, in case somebody shows up who's, you know, a bit out of left field and not on the level, they can see it and handle it. Uh, it's, it must be assumed that, like, down those tubes that you went down, those connect to other sides of this as well. Is the tunnel tall enough that Condemned can stand straight, or does he have to, like, So punch? you're not in a tunnel. You're in a, uh, a dip. So you are not in the cave right now. You are in an open pit. Oh, I see. Okay, we're in a pit. It's Got a very uh, light sheet at the top, uh, so much so that it, the, the light permeates it and illuminates the inside. Like a greenhouse. A lizard greenhouse. Yeah. Okay. Because Marisol is scared of dark cover scary hole. So, okay, I was imagining like like a tube water slide going into a cave. It's dark inside the tube. Like, you know how you have a water slide and sometimes like, oh, no, it's the... We're in the the part where the plastic is black and the water slide. Ah, it's dark. You know what I mean? Mm. That part. Yeah, yeah. That That is exactly what the slides feel like. Okay. Just to clarify. Inside, there's seven large eggs that the three of you can see. And uh, there are various different lizards waiting at a mid-level to see what the three of you do. Are the eggs larger or smaller than Sukunkana? They are larger than Sukunkana and smaller than Kani. Are the lizards bigger than Sukunkana? Yes. How big is their cloaca, though? How big is their cloaca? To make this size of an egg. Because hmm. <laughs> to make an egg like that's bigger than five feet, they gotta balloon up unless they're gigantic dragon-sized lizards. I'm I'm really excited for this part where Brian is gonna mansplain how uh, a vagina works. Yeah, but also we can chalk it up to magic. You can also chalk anything up to being like, this is a fantasy world and nothing actually is real. We don't have vaginas in fantasy worlds. Lizards don't have vaginas. So... They have cloacas. There is a bit of a discrepancy there with how and where the eggs do come from. But so they've never seen a pregnant lizard? They've never seen a pregnant lizard. Oh my god. Just like you don't see pregnant birds. Exactly. You never see pregnant birds. Wow, Mar like Marilyn's face. Ever seen a pregnant bird? 
Where did the eggs come from? So uh, scientists have confirmed that in this community, you've never seen a pregnant lizard, but you do constantly see new eggs appearing from somewhere. And since they are left alone by themselves out here, the process of elimination leads uh, them to believe that they must be breeding somehow and they might keep the pregnant lizards somewhere hidden away because they are like... Because they're ballooning up with these giant eggs. Because they're ballooning up with these giant eggs and then they move the eggs out here so that the... Or it's like they're giant... There's a... there's Guys, they're keeping a dragon in the back. <laughs> they got a dragon out back, guys. And she's making the eggs like a queen bee. Yeah. I'm just imagining it's a Skaven-esque situation and... Let's not think about it too much. I'm going to think about it too much. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, if any of you want to have a fun time, just Google Skaven Mother and have fun with that. But do it after. No, don't do it now, Maris, because we don't need you screaming for the rest of this podcast. I'm not going to do it. I feel like, okay, you know what? No. No to all. So anyway, uh, the three of you see seven eggs that you are able to pick from. Where are the lizards? Uh, The lizards are all watching from about midway up the slope. Dibs on the big one. I cast speak with animals. Okay. Um, And I say hello (laughs) to the lizards. Oh, hello. Hey, uh, we're we're from the the people that you know help protect you and help feed you and stuff. Of course, yes. Yeah, we're here to we're here to warm up the eggs. Yeah, well, that's why we're watching, just in case you happen to do anything violent. No, yeah, we're just letting you know, no violence, only egg hugging, and I just want to let you know there's nothing to worry about. Okay. You guys just hear her talking lizards like, <laughs> and the lizards like. And the camera pans to me and Condemned, and it's just Maris like waving, like "Hi!" Like, yeah, yeah. She's gonna, she's gonna say to you guys, and she's talking out loud right now because she has to. And she's like, "Okay, guys, I'm just, I'm just explaining to them that we're here to hug some eggs and that we're not here to hurt anything." So where, where did you learn lizard? Uh, it's magic. That makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Did you have a name? No. Okay, cool. Do you want one? No. That's that's all right. You don't have to have one. Don't project your culture onto me. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to hug the eggs. I just wanted to touch base and let you know that, you know, we're not here to hurt you. It's all right. All right. All right. We're just going to hug some eggs. Okay. That's it. We're still going to watch you. That's okay. I just, you know, consent is important, when, especially when it comes to your babies. This is the most confused looking lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's sort of like okay, and he like he like looks like up to the to the right, but sort of like is still keeping an eye on you. But like like I have to stay here, but this conversation is over. <laughs> like just sort of looks starts starts looking off in the middle distance. He does yeah. a thumbs up, yeah. which he doesn't understand that gesture. Okay. Um, do, how do I, do I turn this off or do you turn this? Okay, I'm just gonna. It's gonna it'll last uh, like ten minutes. Don't worry. Oh, ten minutes. Okay. And then you see him like leave, and then like another one comes in. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. We're just gonna hug the eggs. Yeah. Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. Good. Cool. Great. 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 Yeah. Great. 
Maris walks over with her arms held out, like slowly taking steps towards eggs. Like I'm going to hug eggs now. There's a few that are different sizes from like cascading from like still larger than Sukunkana to like almost as large as Connie. Can I do an insight check to see which egg is the best? You do a nature check. Can I do a nature check to check which egg is the prettiest egg? Uh, There is definitely, okay, sure. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, I only got a two, so I guess I get the shittiest egg of the bunch. No, you just... Got a nat 20, so I got 24. Okay, so for you, you definitely find the prettiest egg easily. I find the prettiest uh, egg. It is about, uh, on the scale of one to seven of size, it's a three. Perfect. I claim that egg immediately. Condemn picks the biggest one. Accurate. <laughs> okay, Condemn picks the biggest one. And I guess I just, I get whatever... So there are a few different ones, but Maris, you hear something that the other two cannot perceive. You hear the voice and it just says, And then the voice fades away. Uh, You speak Draconic, right? Mm, Yes. Okay. Yes. I do. I think Sukun Kana actually speaks Draconic. Mm Mm-hmm. True, but she cannot perceive this. This is specifically just to... I do not speak Draconic. Just to Maris. And uh, what you understand is that it says, Little one, youngling, keep well. And it fades. You cannot hear it. You cannot sense that presence in your mind anymore. But you feel a distinct calling to the fifth largest egg. I will go to that one. All right. Tell me how all three of you go about trying to hatch these eggs. Okay, well, the guy said skin to skin is important like a baby, okay? So what Sukunkana is going to do is she's going to take off a ton of layers, a lot of them, but then she's going to layer them on top of her egg, okay? Okay. And then she's going to crawl under the layers as much as she can with the egg. All right. So she and the egg are under the layers together, and she's just going to hug egg. Condemn gets naked. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can kind of doesn't know why but she's suddenly really happy that her, her head is underneath a bunch of a bunch of layers of clothes she does not get naked <laughs> distinctly do you guys ever think of something from your past that embarrasses you and then you kind of get like hot face and like you blush a little all the time yes no never constantly so maris does that just to warm up a little bit more <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't want to use fire, but I want to make sure that I'm nice and warm, which I know I already am. But uh, Do you want to share with the class what the memory is? The memory is the first time that she met Jewel. <laughs> and she thought she was being cool. And then upon later inspection, she realized that it was not so chill. <laughs> <laughs> it was not so chill. Cool. Uh, that does it for you. Uh <laughs> Very distinctly, uh, you guys huddle at this uh, for quite a decent amount of time because you are trying to warm an egg from effectively frozen to hatching. About 40 minutes pass, and Sukunkana, your egg begins to crack at the very top. I take all the layers off. Okay. <laughs> so that they can escape the layers. You t- okay, you take off all the layers. You, you see, see the, the naked, naked Goliath. Goliath. Oh, God! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You said skin to skin. As it begins to crack out, the nails are cracking through and it's it eventually falls over and uh, the rest of it shatters. And describe to me what your lizard looks like. Oh my God. Okay. How iridescent can its scales be? 
<laughs> like a four out of ten. Do you remember Rainbow Fish? I do remember Rainbow Fish. Yes, the best. Okay. So, like Rainbow Fish, not all of their scales are sparkly and iridescent, but 40% of them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do you want to give a little more details? You, This is your moment to, like, customize your lizard. Yes. Um, God, I wasn't ready to customize my lizard. I know. I was not expecting this character customization screen to pop up at this point in time. Yes. God, I always take, like, 45 minutes at least. Anyway, okay. So, yeah, like Rainbow Fish, kind of sparkly. Probably because it's not like the biggest or the smallest egg. They're like smooth and dexterous looking lithe. Okay. They are a lithe little lizard. Yes. And they have a friendly expression. Like a puppy mouth? <laughs> yeah. They got the puppy mouth. Yes. Mm. Uh, kind of casts <laughs> speak with animals. Okay. She's like, hi. It looks up and it says mother. <gasps> yes. <gasps> mother. And then it sort of tackles you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it's like you are communicating with it. And still still wet with being a just born baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sort of, it tackles you and you're like not wearing all your layers and stuff. And you're like now laying down on the frozen ice and it's cold and there's like egg goo on you. Oh, ah. But they are very excited to have a mom. Great. I'm going to be the best mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next up is Maris. You are you are full ass like hugging it like all around. Oh yeah, like I'm yeah legs and arms, whole body. Thinking about your awkward situation with Jewel. Yeah, oh, just, I got like a spicy little mm-hmm. memory. I'm like, ooh. Uh, so your egg uh, begins to crack from the side that you are hugging it on. Mm-hmm. It seems to be drawn towards the heat. Perfect. So as it does so, uh, it sort of tumbles backwards, and as it cracks out, uh, your lizard, fairly large and dis. Distinctly, and I cannot express this enough, distinctly bronze colored. Oh shit. I was just like, I was already like, oh fuck. Oh, okay. Dope. You were already playing the dragon customization game in your head. I was already like, mine has vitiligo. 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 And I was like, that's what it looks like. (laughs) Oh, that would have been so good. But what does the rest of the details look like of your lizard? Could still have vitiligo. I mean, can I still do that? Yeah. Cool. You're also going to have to explain for the audience members who might not know what vitiligo is, unlike me, who's very familiar, but... <laughs> Anybody who doesn't know... I'm just asking for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a skin condition where your or where the skin pigment is... It's the patchy skin thing. Well, it's not like... Yeah, well, it's just like skin pigment is less pronounced than in other areas. So yeah, I think I like to think that my lizard has a couple of patches of where it goes from bronze to almost just like dark brown. Like so it goes kind of almost from like a sheen to just kind of like a dark brown just across its body. Yeah, I think it just kind of has a kind face but knowing eyes. Hmm. Like one of my cats. <laughs> it sees you and it's it strangely immediately sits straight up uh, in a very proper sort of uh, sphinx-like pose and looks directly at you. Ooh. Do I have any meat on me? I feel like you had like one more rations. Yeah. Can I hold out a ration just like in the palm of my hand, like open like halfway between it and I to see if it'll, if it wants it or if it will come to it? Uh, so it looks at it, but it looks at you and you look at it again, it looks at you. Can you give me an animal hand or insight check actually? I've been rolling really bad. 10. Okay, you can tell that it's simply waiting for your permission. What a good boy. Okay, I'm gonna say, come. 
Uh, it does. All right, and then I give it the food. It eats the food <gasps> very, very happily, and uh, it just sort of, like, leans into your hand very gently. You know how, like, when you have, like, your hand out, like, a dog sometimes just, like, puts its head into your hand? Yeah, like that. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. I'm going to look over the top of my egg, and if we're doing the visual thing, you can just see, like, condemned, like, just the edges of his, like, arms and, like, kind of, like, his bare feet just to the side. So it's, like, just enough that you can tell from the audience perspective that he's completely naked. Mm. Uh, that level of, like, censorship. And he looks over, he's like, you're acting sort of strange for the newborn, isn't it? He's naturally intelligent. <laughs> Leave him alone. Okay. As for Connie, uh, you take a significantly longer time. Uh, you're waiting and you're waiting. Uh, an hour and 20 minutes has passed, an hour and a half. See, this is why I put on all the skin contact. And eventually you reach two hours of waiting and standing. And Do we stay for this? <laughs> yeah. Do you? I mean, I guess so, yeah. I assume you put back on your triangle of clothing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I dry off. I cast fire. <laughs> warm up a bit it's like an awkward pause you know it's cold out as you are standing and waiting and trying to warm this thing as best you can eventually it begins to shake very quickly and very violently fairly aggressively the top of it just kind of bursts off amniotic fluid flies through the air and uh, a large distinctly overly muscly looking uh, lizard pops its head out and the top of its shoulders seem to crop out and it sort of looks down at you and uh, what does it look like? All right. I'm glad he said muscular because I was going to fuck myself. I was like, oh, I get to describe what this thing looks like. So then I was just going to make it like it was a really big egg, but it's because it was unusually long and skinny, like snake-like. And I was going to fuck myself so that there was no way that it could carry Connie. <laughs> because it would be too funny not to. Like, you took that decision out of my hands. That's the one thing that I wanted to make sure that yours had. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll just go in with the rest. So. Bright pink. No. Actually, that would be so fucking cute, though. If Connie had a bright pink. I don't think that I'm allowed to have a bright pink one. I think there's a color variation that I'm supposed to stick within. I am giving you more or less creative freedom. Hit us with your maybe pink lizard. All right. Um, Pastel pink. That'd be cute. Okay. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to make this too ridiculous. Uh, what I am going to do instead is if it's big and it's muscular, I'm going to say that it is a largely grayish kind of color. Uh, but it's got some green patches that are just a little bit evocative of like a dark moss almost or a lichen on stone. It's got a kind of a thick set. It's muscular and it's got a, kind of like a, a broader head. And it almost looks a little bit dopey because of just like the general size. It's like eyes are just like a little bit too far apart. It's got that thing where it's like constantly like sticking its tongue out and like licking its eye like lizards do but it's doing it like way too much i love him <laughs> depending on how you described it i was going to go with two different ways with it and you went neither of those ways with it cool so it, instead of like the whole top of the egg like shooting off all all majestic and stuff it's just sort of like it's sitting on top of his head yeah that's precious i would die for him it's the dinosaur from flintstones yeah kind of like the dinosaur from flintstones i would die for him but also mixed with the chicken from moana um so with that in mind he sort of topples over backwards uh and rolls out of the thing and there's just a naked goliath just standing there this will be a fine mount. He runs up to you and he runs around you and he's fucking enormous. So it's like really intimidating and kind of like to the other two. I'm sure it's kind of scary. But at this point, you guys now have the ability to get out of here. 
And you have lizards. We have babies. Do we, do we take the lizards with us? Yes, yeah. we did. Yes. Lucky for you, Frederick is still up there, and he's like, "All right, like I, I swear, like you get like half an hour more, and then I'm, I'm out of here. Like it, we usually don't give this long, but because you are the chief's daughter, like I just figured to give you a little bit extra time. We appreciate that. So how close are you guys at? We're done. I was done first, for the record. Oh, good, fantastic. All right, so your lizard has a couple of spines on its back that you can grab onto. Uh, they're pretty good with uh, being guided around. So you just grab onto those. You give a little jerk left, they'll go left. You give a little jerk right, they'll go right. You give a tiny little push forward, and they will go forward. Uh, they have claws on their on their uh, uh, the end of their feet that are specifically designed for climbing up and through ice. So they'll be able to take you up and through the tunnels that you came up through. So uh, get on and do that. They have really good vision in the dark as well. Uh, so they should be able to take you right up, no problem. Sounds good. Let me just get my pants on. Uh, what? Okay, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, Sukun kind of leaves. <laughs> she gets on her lizard. Yeah, I lean over and I say, let's fuck this up. And then me and my lizard go up. Lizard in Tnaha, here's your lesson, everybody, is Kishki, which my my uncle said we can also use for dragons, because Kishki means any kind of lizard. <laughs> is that with a G or a K? Uh, it's a K. K-I Bardell. <laughs> K-I. So Kishki. Whoever is responsible for translating any native language to the Latin alphabet needs to be shot, so I'm just <laughs> making shit up as I go along. <laughs> I wrote kishki and kishk. Yeah. It's not It's not like a shh. It's like a <laughs> sort of. It's like, okay, how my uncle described it is you take your tongue flat and you kind of press it up against your bottom teeth and you go <laughs> It's hard to get the sound right. My cat just looked at me like I- Like you were hissing at her? <laughs> like I told her that her mother was stupid. Yeah, it's kind of like like hissing with your, with your teeth closed. <laughs> but yeah, like the hard thing about the language is that like the way that you're- tongue and your teeth and your mouth are positioned are so different from how you're supposed like how you position it when you talk in english so uh you have your left hand on sort of a farther back spine and a right hand on sort of a farther forward one and as you have them go up the tunnel uh they sort of shake left and right just a little bit so you're sort of naturally moving with the way that their body sort of shakes back and forth a little bit as they walk i love them so like imagine how you like have you seen like a lizard like walk before anybody yeah. So you are on the back in sort of the middle. So like like how a horse is sort of like up, down, up, down, up, down. Lizards are kind of like left, right, left, right, left, right. It's uh, a bit disorienting at first, but you guys get used to it or you will. So once you guys get out of this tunnel, uh, Frederick says, oh, you guys, uh, you guys got some good ones there. Uh, well, uh, yours looks a little off, but I mean, it's so uh, uh, a lot of these uh, do reflect on their owner a little bit. I think they're sensitive about it. Yep. Uh, well, just, <laughs> just so everybody's aware, uh, they do reflect on you a little bit. There seems to be some sort of a spiritual uh, and, and sort of natural physical bond that occurs between your lizard and yourself. Um, that being said, uh, we got. I'll, I'll take them back to the stable, uh, get them all set up with a saddle and everything for you for your next expedition. Uh, but do, do be sure to come by every now and then. For now... I'll be on uh, my feet, and y'all will have to ride them back to town. I'm, I'll catch up a little jog a little bit. Um, don't worry, I'm, I'm quite a quite a speedster myself. As the three of you and uh, Frederick head on back to town, uh, he does as he says. He takes them into the stable, and he's like, "All right, I'll." Uh, because y'all are adventurers, you get a little bit of special treatment. Uh, we'll feed them for you with any of the earnings that you might have gotten from uh, other stuff. Uh, it'll just be like a small subsidy. They'll get fed. 
They'll get trained up. They'll get used to riding the saddle. And then when you guys come back, it'll be ready for you. Uh, be sure when you get back to have a name for them so that we can put it on the saddle so they won't get mixed up. Make sure to have that when you get back. I don't need it now. I won't remember, okay? Get it when you get back next time, okay? <laughs> <laughs> what a mood. I got a lot of stuff going on. I won't remember. Tell me next time. They're kind of spiky, hey? Well, a little bit, but it's not so bad. You get used to it. And the saddles also compensate for that, so you'll be okay. Brian, on a on a scale of one to porcupine, how spiky are they? Uh, like bearded dragon. Okay. So like, I, I don't imagine sitting on a bearded dragon would be all that comfortable, but they are sort of like acclimated to being uh, mounts, so it's a little less spiky than you typically imagine. How likely is it that Condemned is just going to name his lizard? <laughs> yeah. Very seriously considering it. I'm thinking about calling mine baby porcupine. Oh, that's cute. I was going to name mine Liz, but now I think that might be too close to yeah. Lizard. <laughs> I mean, that'd be fucking hilarious, though. So, up next, you guys have three weeks of downtime before you have to go out on your next expedition. And in that three weeks, what we're going to do is we're going to do the witchcraft and crafting stuff. Domestic magic. Uh, So for those of you at home who are unaware of what this is, which is probably most of you, uh, we are using a D&D 5e supplement called Witchcraft. Witch plus craft. Witch plus craft. It is a book from a company that is uh, local to Vancouver, and it's a book that is entirely based around integrating domestic crafting into your 5e games. So... If you're interested, you can find it online fairly easily. Uh, Witch Plus Craft, you'll be able to find it, uh, their website, and support a small business who's trying to make a bunch of 5e supplements. They have another great one uh, about the Feywilds, and uh, they just they do a lot of very fun soft work. We're using it in the context of like our sort of comedy horror podcast, but I think it'll still be a good time because it gives everybody a little bit more uh, room to customize and sort of live in the world that they're building a bit more, and they can be a bit more creative with what their characters do and give to their friends and stuff. Yeah, we are we are not being paid for them. This is not an ad. This is not sponsored. Not a sponsor. And so it's okay. It's just like, you know, like mediocre. If you wanted to be excellent, hit us up. Just uh... with that in mind, the three of you are now sort of in charge of what you guys want to do. You have the ability now to go about your time in a way that you see fit in regards to the third part of your initial quest that you were given from Gro Amdu to strengthen the bond between the three of you, which is crafting something for someone else in your group. So we have three weeks though, right? Yes. By the way, I've known most of this for like months in our time. <laughs> Like, oh, really? You know exactly what you want to get? You know exactly what you want to make? Hey, listen, I'm I'm sorry, man. Like, I I am sorry because Condemned is, like, impossible to shop for. It's impossible! (laughs) It's like shopping for me! I can just get you candy, Brian. What do you get for the man who unironically embraces stoicism? (laughs) A gun. Get away from me. (laughs) So, the first thing Condemned is going to do is he is going to go to Grow Omdu. All right. He's going to clear his throat as he approaches the tent and say, Ah, Groamdu? Oh, yes, hello. Uh, For my project, I wish to create something for your daughter. 
and I was actually hoping that I could get some assistance from you, or perhaps the uh, witches that you are in control of? Leader of? One of the reasons that I came to Thrive is because I know that the witches here have the skill to harden bone. Yes? Some, some, yes. Not, not all. Um, it's a bit of a difficult process, but some, yes, absolutely. Of course. I was hoping that in consideration of the fact that this would be an object to help protect your daughter's life, it, uh, I would be able to obtain some of that assistance. Well, if it's for her, then I will do it. I will assist you. Thank you. You honor me with this assistance. But I will be honest, it is partially uh, for selfish reasons. However, I will still continue to assist you, and I appreciate that you recognize that. Much appreciated. My understanding is that uh, this hardening, it goes uh, closer to end of process than beginning, yes? Yes. Uh, thank you very much. I will come back to you when I am at that stage. It is better to know what bridge to cross before you reach the river, yes? You really have been hanging out with my daughter quite a bit. I don't... It's old Goliath saying, I don't even know what a river is. That's a lot of water running very fast, she says. She tells me all that I don't... It sounds made up. Sounds terrifying. Anyway, I'll see you soon. This is important to me, so I will be available. Yes, thank you. All right, so the next one, he is going to go to the Boneforge. To Krusk. Okay. Well, how are you doing there? Uh, it's been... Uh, you've been working hard these few past days. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Uh... I mentioned when I first came here that uh, I might have some need of assistance from you. Ah, oh, yes, of course, yeah. Uh, I wish to construct something as part of uh, the rituals of this town. Oh, yeah, we've had a couple of guys come in for that reason. Yes, I was hoping that you could lend me some of your experience. I am trying to create a helmet for the chieftain's daughter. Oh, hel oh easy, easy, easy. Uh, she's got a pretty small head, right? She's pretty, pretty small. Well... That is actually where part of the problem comes in. Because she, she don't got no brain. Yeah, I think it'll be easier if we make sort of like an adjustable leather strap that she can put around the back of her head so that when she gets a bit bigger, it'll, uh, it'll be able, she'll be able to resize it just a bit. Right. Also, I was wondering if you thought, and he's going to, having obtained Knowledge Mentor from Krusk, he's going to pull out the high-quality materials from his bag, which is the Cockeen Skull from the old uh, giant wolf that he has been holding onto for Sukun Kana. Oh my goodness! She picks it up and looks at it like, it's pristine, there's no, there's no markings, it doesn't seem to be damaged in any way, this is incredible. Well done. I think that we could do something here. It's quite heavy, and she's quite small. Maybe we could do something, a shoulder brace, as it goes down onto sort of her shoulder so we could support the weight a little bit more instead of having to use all of her neck for it. Yes, that may be for the best, or perhaps I was thinking maybe we could cut some of it down? I'm not sure. You're the expert. Well, we'll probably have to file down most of the teeth out here, but we'll want to keep some down because it looks cool. Of course, of course. But then she'll be able to see, uh, unless she wants to use the... Uh, the eye holes in the in the top there in which case it'll be a little bit easier to get it down on and she just talks about this with you for quite a while yeah and that is like the plan and finally he is going to say 
I understand that uh, leather materials are relatively rare, particularly good quality ones. Oh, yes, of course. Lizard skin is not terribly effective. No, it's it's what we got. It's not the best, but it's what we got. I do have some that may be of some use. It seems fitting. And he's going to take out the pouch that contains those fragments of metal. Oh, for sacrifice. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This leather, I have had it for some time. The pouch has not worn and maintains much of its original strength. It was gifted to me by my mother long ago, and it is of very high quality. I think that if we are to use the material from this, it will not fail on her, which would be good. The strongest bone shell for the helm would be not terribly useful if the leather holding it to her head were to detach. Uh, what's that jangling noise? Oh, these, uh, he kind of like holds the metal fragments in his hands and you can see there's uh like since we're doing like the narrative close-up you can probably see like uh like just small limbs almost uh nothing Uh, again something i've had for some time he puts it into just like another one of his other regular pouches all right we've all got our secrets let's get this on the road then this is quite exciting i haven't worked with a with a skull quite as uh quite as nice as this one so, because of all the preparation that you did, and you are aware of this, mm-hmm. you have received all of the bonuses. Sure have. You are doing the generosity bonus, sacrifice bonus, the assistance, the knowledge, and the high-quality materials. Yep. Okay, so you get one, two, three, four, five dice, plus your proficiency modifier. Plus 1d6, just for the tier, right? Yes. And it is. this is a tier 1 project, because you just have, that's all you have as of right now. Yeah. This is going to be, I think, difficulty two. Okay, so what do I need again? At least a 15. His fire rune also lets him double the proficiency bonus he has with any of his tools. All right. Roll six ones. Roll six ones. I've rolled four of the dice. Okay. So I got a three, a two, a five, and a six. Throwing too much math at me. And for the last two, Grim, since this is yours, I'll let you pick which colors should I use. Blue and white. That's good, because those are the two that like me. They like you, holy shit! Did you get more sixes? I got two sixes! Shit, that's three boons! God damn! Oh man, it's gonna be the sickest helmet in the world! She's gonna be invincible! (laughs) Oh man! Alright. In the later steps, uh, Guru Amdu shows up to sort of help try to infuse a little bit of magic in here as well. I'm going to do a custom boon because this is dope and you got a whole bunch. At the stage that you're at right now in tier one, you're not able to add on magic stuff really quite yet, but she is able to strengthen the bone as it were. So it hardens it. So it doesn't have so much in the way of like actual magical properties. But due to the fact that you got three sixes, which I believe is like a major boon, what that means is that Tsukunkana is going to have a semi-magical hardened wolf helmet that cancels out one crit per long rest that's the best like level one thing that in the entire world (laughs) one single crit that's pretty dope that could save me i think we should switch over to either marilyn or maybe uh grim who's ready i still don't fully understand okay well i'll guide you through it okay so the preparation steps that you can take are knowledge getting knowledge from someone or something 
high quality materials. I have that. Assistance, which would be difficult because you're sort of the only alchemist left. Yeah, and the first one's also difficult. Sacrifice, willingly sacrificing something of personal value in order to improve the quality. And generosity is part of this anyway. You're going to get that dice no matter what. Okay. I don't have anything to give to sacrifice, but I know what I want to make. What I want is to be able to take the natural ingredients that I'm comfortable with and make a soothing salve for post-combat damage. Specifically, I want to be able to make like a cute little massage butter for Condemned for after or even as like a numbing spray sort of just to like make him feel less pain either as like a muscle relaxant for afterwards sort of as like an aid to go to sleep to be able to get like a better rest or for before fighting to lessen damage. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So that sounds like a, that would be like really difficult because that seems like it's like pre sort of magical. Uh, but it sort of sounds like you're trying to make a minor sedative sort of with the intent to like bring him down from like a stressful situation post fight or pre fight. Mm-hmm. OK, so you have a decent amount of knowledge about that from your grandpa because he's made stuff like that in the past we'll say that you have that knowledge you could like look through old books that your grandfather left behind you know and like read up on that kind of stuff to see if, recipes and stuff yeah. like recipes and like be like techniques and i'm like Ooh. like what is the most soothing combination of monster guts do you know what i mean Ooh, yeah to see if there's anything that he didn't actually tell me yeah for that give me an investigation check oh fuck <laughs> can i can i just have him <laughs> six Okay, you scrumble through the stuff, and you do find some of his old books, but you don't find what you're looking for. But you know that these books are around, and if with a bit of organizing some other time, you could probably manage this. So you do have high-quality materials. I feel like the stuff you got from Out and Beyond and some of the stuff that you're able to scrounge together, monster guts here and there from other people around town, you could get enough to make this, I think. Assistance will be difficult. Unless you can think of someone who uh, might be able to help, someone who might have a little bit of knowledge. The only person that I can think of is like Gorum Du, but I don't think she has like magic power in this. And I'm going to talk to her separately anyway. And if you have something that you're willing to give uh, in regards to uh, sacrifice as well. I don't think I have anything. A, a sacrifice would be like like maybe like your grandfather's favorite spoon. A personal effect. Yeah, I was trying to think of things that like my grandpa would have left behind that I would be willing to give up. But at this point, I don't think Maris would be like, I'm going to give that up. Like, even though like we've been through some shit and like, I want you to stay alive, th- you can't have this. All right. So where we're at, I think that that puts you at uh, having three D6. And because this is a pretty basic thing to make, we're going to go with difficulty one. So you're going to have to beat 10 total out of your three D6 plus your wisdom and your proficiency bonus. Seven plus wisdom is plus zero and proficiency is plus two. So nine. Oh, so you can take desperate measures, maybe. Oh, that's right. Uh, page 13. Right. If you want to take a flaw, you can add plus three to your craft roll. What does that mean? So that means that I get to choose something that is slightly wrong with it, mm-hmm. but you do get to have a completed product that does what you want with some other side effect. 
Like it might smell bad, for example. Yeah, I'll take that because like it's pretty minor and cute. In that case, you wanted it to be a salve for like rubbing onto your body? Yeah, just like a cute little like, just like before he does yoga in the morning or for like after combat, like when we're resting for him to be like, oh yeah, like good game guys. All right. So you get a thing that will before combat give him... Uh, if you have max HP, you will get 1d4 plus 1 temporary hit points. And after combat, it will heal 1d4 plus 1 if you have less than max HP. But it smells really bad. <laughs> Everybody knows when he puts it on. Yeah. <laughs> like, he puts it on, and, like, I feel like Connie wouldn't be that bothered, but, like, everybody knows that it stinks and knows that it's coming from him. I get a penalty to all of my persuasion checks equal to the temporary hit points I get. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, okay, speaking of things that we like a lot. So Brian, GM, my wonderful... Have I told you how handsome you are today? What's the bad news? <laughs> On page 14, if you get three boons then i can go up to a magical level apparently oh so i'm thinking that another first level we could use that would be appropriate is instead of doing the once per we ignore a crit could we be once per sukun kana can use the shield spell oh actually that's great oh, yeah that sounds good yeah. yeah that sounds cool okay i like that all right i believe that leaves us just at sukun kana and then after you do this we'll wrap it up here's my intention my intention is that she wants to make an alchemy recipe book for Maris. She wanted to have like lined paper that she's going to line herself, graph paper and blank pages. That's my intention. All right. That's awesome. First, we're going to go to the lizard den. All the way to the lizard den? She wants to see the lizard man and go to the lizard den. Okay. I can't remember what the lizard man's name is. Frederick. Frederick. She wants to go see Frederick. If you want to write that down. She wants to go see Frederick. Okay. <laughs> for the for everybody playing at home, she did not write it down. Yeah. Her hands stayed exactly where they were, away from her keyboard. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, uh, oh, hey there. Uh, 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 su, uh, Sukun, um, uh, Sukun Kana. Uh, su. Hey there, Su. Sukun Kana. Okay. All right. Slowly. Su. Su. Kun. Kun. Kana. Kana. Sukunkana. Sunakanka. Sukunkana. So she spent several minutes teaching him how to say this. <laughs> okay. He is getting frustrated, but he's sitting there and he's doing it because like, that's what good people do. They learn people's names. They learn how to say people's names. It's important to her you say it right. <laughs> Frederick. Frederick. Yes. And she's speaking out loud because she's learned that it weirds people out. <laughs> and she says... <clears throat> So I was wondering, you said we eat the lizards, right? Well, yeah, some, sometimes. I'm pretty sure I've eaten them before. Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. That's not my point. I was wondering if I could get some of their skin, like from the, the eating ones. We have, well, there's some at the tannery. I wonder if I could use, like, do they, do you, you take care of the lizards? Do they shed skin that I could, like, have? Uh, they do molt, yeah, fairly infrequent, but uh, uh, they're, let, let me, hold on, let me just check real quick. I'm trying to make a book, and I wanted to use the lizard skin to make it. All right, it's wonderful. I, I, that's I, that's amazing. Uh, so he heads off into the back, and uh, just let me let me check in the back. Uh, Preferably, it would still be kind of pliable. Yeah, yeah, and not too dry, if possible. All right, all right. And he heads off to the back, and he says, uh, "All right, this is going to be uh, a bit difficult, but just give me give me a minute." Hey. So you sort of hear like cartoon, sort of <laughs> like a saw and a drill and a train, you know, and like boosh, crash, crash, kabang. Um, and he comes back. He's like, well, she she didn't really want me to, like, she was sort of in the middle 
Uh, but I, I felt like it, like she was looked like she was having trouble. But you know how it can be sometimes with these. Uh, they're a bit ornery. This is from the last group of uh, cartographers and adventurers. Uh, they had one that was uh, shedding pretty recently. So here you go. And he, he lifts it up and it's like the whole sort of like back. Sort of like if you laid it on the ground, it would be like splayed out. Like the lizard body. Oh. Uh, is this enough? Uh, I think it'd probably be enough. This is perfect. This is amazing. Thank you so much. All right. All right. There you go. I really appreciate it. Let me know if you need anything anytime. I'll pay you back. I promise. He he picks up some like frost from the ground. He rubs it into his arm and is like, yeah, it's fine. And you can see there's like, he's sort of like cooling a wound, like a scratch mark on his arm. She, she She's like, here. And then she, she uh, I'm just going to say water is going to be her healing word word. Okay. Because uh, water is traditionally like a healing element in a lot of different cultures. So she says, woo. Yeah. And she casts healing word. Uh, he says, oh, right, you're uh, her daughter. Uh, uh, that freaked me out for a second. Let me know if you ever need a favor, okay? Yeah, all right. Um, I appreciate that. So that was assistance. And high quality. High quality materials for sure. <laughs> it was at least one of those. All right, next. You said there's a senior cartographer. Can I meet a senior cartographer? Uh, yeah, let me just give them a name real quick. Let me... <laughs> um, so we get to uh, the senior cartographer, uh, and he is with his twin brother, and you would know them because they taught you a little bit about cartography when you were very, very, very young, and they were sort of the ones who put you on that path. Uh, and there's two halfling twin brothers named Greg and Dreg. Greg and Dreg. Uh, uh, hey, hello there. Oh, hello there. I, I'm still carrying the skin, I assume. Uh, oh, you've got a little project going on there, do you? Got a little project going on there, do you? I'm trying to make a book for my friend. Oh, that's quite the way to do it, yes. It's quite the way to do it, yes. <laughs> yes, I was wondering, have you guys ever made books before? Well, once or twice. Well, just once. <laughs> Uh, I only know, like, basic stitches for book binding, and I was wondering if you guys could teach me how to do it. Also, I need to process this skin. <laughs> uh, well, come come this way. Come this way. It's quite easy if you go this way with me. Come this way with me. It'll be much easier if you follow me. She holds both of their hands. <laughs> <laughs> One of us lies and the other tells yeah. the truth. I hate this shit. So after this, you should get illusion tips, because clearly Greg does not have a twin brother. He has a very slightly audio delayed mirror image spell. Uh, so did you say that you grab both of their hands? Yeah. So one of your hands does phase through the other one. <laughs> well, that was fucking easy. Greg, you're a witch. No, that was Drag. Oh, Drag. Wait. Yes, wait. that was Drag. And then he like. <laughs> what? Uh, and then like Drag like hops up on Greg's shoulders and does a like little like ta da. <laughs> and then they're like come this way, and then they just leaves. <laughs> She follows them, confused. <laughs> so it's just like at the one on the shoulders and they're both sort of, like, he's just sort of like walking and like, they're just like, it's very like, they're in sync. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. Wait, is one of them an illusion or not? So they weren't two halflings in a trench coat. They were one halfling in a trench coat and the second halfling yeah. was an illusion. <laughs> yeah, but like, even though they were found out, they're still just kind of like, <laughs> got him. I mean, we might as well just yeah. be cute about it, though. They make it to their uh, their place where they live. They show you, like, a couple of, of their book bindings that they've done and how they used uh, a bit of the harder outer bits of the uh, the skin to sort of create those bindings while using the flatter, larger bits that are a bit thinner to make the actual book part. Sukun kind of learned through doing, so I feel like they'd show her how to do some of it. She would copy them, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and that's 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 fine. It, that that would count as assistance, and I think that would also count as knowledge. 
And there's two of them, maybe. Still unclear. There's at least one of them, two maybe. Uh, and so she says to Dragon Greg, she's like, also, I found a route between here and Continuance that's only four days instead of five. Only four days? Only four days? Yes. Uh, incredible. Uh We'll have to beat you next time. We'll find one that's three. One that's three. <laughs> but I was thinking, absolutely, find one that's shorter. But I was thinking we could, uh, as the cartographers of Thrive, sort of mass-produce maps that we can give to other adventurers. Excellent idea. What we should do is we should get more people into the room so that we can get lots of them made at the same time. That's what I was thinking. So I'll make a master copy and then we can copy a bunch of them. And maybe we can make bank. Perfect. And it won't even require people who are good at this thing. <laughs> we could definitely trade them. We could definitely trade them for something a little more useful. Like maybe something a little more like edible. Lizard's a bit old at this point, isn't it? I wonder what it would be like to eat something that wasn't alive once. Wouldn't that be something? Also, side quest has just been activated. Give weirdo new meat. Yeah, so she's like, I'll I'll get on the mass, I'll get on the uh, the hard copy and then I'll show it to you guys. And maybe you can help me improve my technique too. Okay, so you head off, and uh, I think that that would be just another idea. So that's knowledge, assistance, high-quality materials, and generosity, obviously. I did want to go to Maris's shop with Maris, not without her. With Maris. Yeah, I want her to be there. Maris, you're hard at work on this bubbling, boiling brew. Sukunkana shows up. You hear uh, someone <laughs> rustling in your tent. Do you just paw at the flap like you're a cat? Is that is that how we knock? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <A> ding dong. <laughs> paws at the flap. Yeah. <laughs> Maris has been alone for like a while in this shop. People don't come by because it's kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah. And they don't really, they can't afford it and they can't, they don't really need it. <laughs> As much as they, well, as much as they can't afford it. Uh, hey, uh, how's it going? Uh, good. Good. I made a thing for Condemned to make his hands hurt less, maybe, before or after. But we'll see how it works. It's not very good. I haven't really, I haven't really done this before. It's kind of hard to, <laughs> it's hard to figure this out by myself. Yeah. I overlooked some steps. You know what? Connie's gonna love it anyway. Or I'll beat him up because I'm so strong. <laughs> you are. You are. I wanted to have a tour of your shop. I want to see what kind of stuff you do, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my shop. Well, it's, I mean, it was, it was my granddad's shop. It's not really my shop, but it's, it's my granddad's shop. And he, yeah, he made a lot of stuff in here. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah. And then I'm going to show her like, yeah, like this shelf, this houses a lot of like the material, like, like the bones, a lot of material components, like bones and hair and nails, just like the natural stuff that people grow that they don't need anymore or that they don't, you know, aren't using anymore. Like people need bones, but if you're dead, you don't really need it. So there's some material components uh, and then there's some other components here's some like other like you know like crystals are really really cool like there's like like ice crystals like form a specific way and then like the light hits them and it's really pretty if you're able to melt them then they you know then they can give other properties and it's just like it's pretty neat but if you if, if you mix things with other things then it turns into other things yeah it's a weird science it's pretty cool yeah it's hard to remember all of it eh there's a lot of stuff i remember my my grandpa always saying like it was a it was a balance because i always told him that i wasn't very i wasn't very delicate i wasn't patient a lot of mixing ingredients is you know 
patience and delicacy and perfection. And that's not really my style, but when you can find that, then it, it turns into a beautiful thing. It is fantastic when you can find that balance because then you can really make something that's really useful or helpful or that people really like. And then it's just really nice. You know, when people want help from you and you want to help them and it's it's really cool. But finding that balance is really hard. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a lot. So finding that balance has been a lot. I think you're going to find your own balance. You don't need to be exactly the same as your grandfather. You're going to find your own way to do it. And that's okay. Thanks. I'm not crying. You're crying. Shut up. <laughs> Can I look through some of your books? Yeah, of course. Cool. And she goes over and looks through the books while Maris probably continues working. <laughs> she just picks up some books and just kind of leaves through them. Kind of looks at like the organization of the books <laughs> and like how things are written out. Just so you're aware, while her grandfather does talk about balance, his organizational system is a mess. <laughs> She 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 shakes her head and she's like, no fucking wonder. <laughs> no fucking wonder she's having so many problems. <laughs> she kind she kind of glances through several of them. She's like, this is, and she kind of she's like shaking her head in the corner. And Maris mm. could probably see her being like looking at these books and just shaking her head and be like, what the fuck is this? It's like it's alphabetically organized, but it's alphabetically according to the draconic alphabet. But none of the books are written in draconic, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, like all the yeah. notes are probably just like messy and garbage and don't make any sense to anyone but the person who wrote them so she puts the books down and she kind of like nods to herself and she's like okay thanks for letting me come by it was it was really nice visiting um we should uh we should have some soup together sometime i you need to you need to get out of this place sometimes (laughs) do you think i could come to your place and have like a sleepover yeah i got a new bed selfishly i also i want to talk to your mom yeah, no, for sure. You know what? If anyone can get an in with Kama, it's me. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, I got to go. I got like things to do, but come over like in 2 days cuz I think Kama I broke something at home. She's not she's not in great mood right now. She'll be she'll call off in like 2 days. Okay. <laughs> I'll say that like you guys have been like working on this for about a week and a half or so. That was going to be my knowledge part cuz she was going to research how alchemists want stuff organized or at least check out like what kind of things that they use so she knows what kind of stuff will be useful in the book. You don't catch a whole lot of that, but you do catch that what she could benefit from is a organizational system <laughs> something all right grim uh, i feel like this is a difficulty one because it's just a book just a book i don't want it magical i just want it to be there you got one two three four d6s plus your proficiency plus your wisdom good thing i'm so wise <laughs> i didn't do great what'd you get i got a one a two a four and a three plus four for wisdom Plus two. Okay, so you did get it. But I did roll a one. And you didn't roll a six that can cancel it out, so you do have a flaw in it. Usually an aesthetic flaw. Yeah, but the aesthetic is the most important part. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> this is huge. This is a, the worst possible situation it could have been. Um, so you spend some time binding the book together using a sort of like a, a sharpened sort of exacto bone. I use my new knife. <laughs> yeah, use your new knife to cut some of the strips out so that you can use a, uh, do the binding on the side of the book. Uh, you accidentally slip. And you cut the front of the piece that you were had shaped out and gotten ready to be part of the front cover of the book. It's still usable, but it does have a big cut right through it. Am I able to sew it together so it just stays together? It'll still be kind of ugly, but it'll. And I want it to fall. The thing is, I don't want it to fall apart. You can sew it together, but it will be pretty shoddy because it's a bit of a 
complicated sort of way to sew it together. It'll look like a Frankenstein book a little bit. It'll have one of those big stitch marks on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Uh, and like, like normally it would have made more sense if you had like uh, a little bit more materials, but since you used a lot of them for smaller pieces, you sort of cut them into uh, very specific sizes and you're not able to replace it. Because I'm assuming I have sinew that I'm using to sew everything. Yeah. So you're able to just sew it up together, but now it has like this uh, big slash through it. And then, like, a gross sort of Frankenstein stitch mark on the front. So he kind of hates it. So through a bit of communication back and forth, you guys eventually organize a time at which the three of you are able to get together for dinner with Sukunkana and Gro Amdu. It's been about two weeks and a day. Uh, so you have about six more days left until uh, you guys have to go out on another quest. How have you prepared these gifts to be given? She just tucks it underneath one of her scarves that she's not going to give to her. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that Maris, like, hides it. Condemned just puts it in a bag. Okay. Just, like, in his bag. Yeah, it's his backpack. Not in, like, a gift bag, just, like, his backpack. You all show up and you have your respective gifts and Groandu graciously invites the two of you in, I guess. Come in, we're going to be having dinner together. Sukunkana was very excited about this. I like to think that Maris brought like a jar of the closest thing to marmalade that this town has. <laughs> like a blood jam. Okay. I'm going to hand it over. I'm going to be like, I'm sorry. This is all I have. She's, she's very, she's like, oh, very, that's very nice. Uh, you don't have to apologize. It's quite good. Uh, uh, we use it a lot for uh, seasoning and stuff around here because it's very high in iron and somebody got an iron deficiency it's it's good blood it's good blood i promise it's, it's mine uh, <laughs> <laughs> i've been saving it up monthly if you know uh, what i mean oh, no <laughs> <laughs> dragons don't have periods probably <laughs> all right uh, thank you so much uh and then she she takes it and uh she ushers you in and pleasantries whatever whatever wine and dine and river condemned just brought like a hunk of meat not the kind that would be useful like in this dinner just like in enough to like this is a replacement for the nutrition that you're going to spend on me uh thank you very much i recognize that uh it's not easy to come by this stuff all the time i really appreciate it and then uh dinner starts it's not a very large table because this isn't this is more like a family thing and versus like the big sort of get together is my sister there? She has not been around uh, since you got back. Great. I've been thinking about that. Like, where is my sister? Where is she? Yeah. Have you talked to her yet? I've been thinking about it a lot. Jeez, we're going to have to address that next session. I would like to. I'm curious. Uh, so Gro looks at the three of you and it says, uh, Sukukana has, uh, she's been very excited about this. She's been uh, anticipating this for quite a while. And she's very excited to give this to you. Uh, sorry. Did you want to say that? I, I'm sorry. It's uh, It's okay. You made me a thing? Yeah. She reaches into her 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 scarf because she's always wearing a scarf, <laughs> and hands you a like a postcard sized book that you could travel with if you wanted to. Um, and she says, "I made you this recipe book, and if you look inside of it, it's got lined paper and graph paper and blank paper. And it at the at the front of the book, she's like, I also I wrote something for you, and the inscription says, "Dear Maris." This is so that you can make your own recipes in your own shop and you can write them down so that you can remember how much of whatever you need and how long you need to heat it up. So once you find the right way to do it, you can do it again. And there's a big slash on the front of the book. Yeah, and there's also there's also a picture that looks like a cartoony drawing of Maris plus Connie plus Sukukana equals smiley face. <laughs> and she's like, this is my alchemical recipe for happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for one of you to die and then just like the moment where she opens up the book and just looks at it like, missing opponents. 
<laughs> Honestly, that's really nice. I've never had a little alchemy book. That's really cute. I've never thought of making my own stuff. I've only ever followed the recipes that I've been shown. I can make my own things. You guys can help me make my own things. Yeah. We can make stuff. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of a lot <laughs> to think about. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sukun kind of comes over and gives you a hug. It's been a long week. <laughs> she, she hug. Condemned is just like looking down at his hoop like, oh, God, what if they start crying again? <laughs> Not in the middle of dinner. <laughs> so, Kinkana, this is, this is really nice. I'm, I'm glad you like it. I wish I made you something, but honestly, I thought that Condemned could use something. So I actually took some time to put some stuff together from my grandpa's shop. Condemned, I wanted to make you a little a little solve to make you feel better before or after we get into scuffles, because when we get into scuffles, you're the one that we kind of rely on. Oh, thank you. It is very much appreciated. Takes it, and he kind of like opens it up. He's like, mm, very strong smell. I'm sure that indicates its potency. Thank you. Exactly. The more it burns, the more it feels good. <laughs> Give me a constitution save real quick. Me? Yeah. Ah. Uh, I believe that is 15. Yep. Okay. Uh, you sniff it and you're like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and your your eyes water up just a tiny bit, but you you aren't entirely and inc- incredibly repulsed by it. It's kind of like when you chop onions, like you're going to eat it, but you're sad to have to do it. A chop onions level of, of eye tear up. Very powerful magic. I can tell he says and closes it and then like holds it. <laughs> In a cloth that's like waterproof. <laughs> Thanks. I'm still, I'm still trying, but I'll write that down in the book. <laughs> so you can kind of just finger guns like, hey. <laughs> she opens up a book, immediately writes it down. Immediately writes down, make it smelly. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, mine is also very practical. Uh, Sukun Kana. Hey. I hope you don't mind, but he reaches into his bag and he pulls out uh, the wolf skull. Uh, I used the skull that I was holding for you. I thought it was time to return this to you. This is so cool. What is it? <laughs> it is a helmet. And so the, the wolf skull has been filed down a little bit and most of the teeth have been filed down with just, you know, naturally the two canines on the side for the badassery. And it's kind of like made in such a way that she can either pull it up so that her full face is exposed or like pull it down and just have her eyes looking out of the eye holes uh it's been somewhat polished up a bit it's not quite shiny but it is definitely you know clean i'm gonna say that the instead of keeping to the original skull fully shape itself which wouldn't be very practical it's kind of been a little bit segmented so it's basically been partially taken apart and then put back it together in such a way that it will it's a little more functional to fit a bit better on her head. It'll also, uh, I imagine that would be how Krusk, as Krusk was saying, if we wanted to be adjustable, that would be the way that it would be. And as well, there is a rune just on the front of it in between the two eyes. It's a giant rune. And since Sukun Kana can read giant, she actually knows that this is the rune for a renewal, rebirth, regen- rejuvenation, that sort of concept. She puts it on immediately. At dinner. 
Guru Amdu looks at Connie, uh, doesn't say anything, but gives him like a small nod, making sure that Tukankana just doesn't see, like, you're welcome. Yeah, he nods back. I had the assistance of many members of the community for this. Uh, it should offer you some additional protection, as well some magics that I am not fully aware of. I did do a fair bit to craft this, but... Uh, some arcane elements, I believe, are uh, put into it. Its protective capabilities essentially are enhanced uh, once per once per day. Yes, like to grow on do. She tries to like not give away that she helped on it. Okay. Uh, and she says, "Give me a moment to just check on it." Uh, and she like puts her hand on it and uh, like pretends she's doing some magic mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Can I roll insight? <laughs> Yep. What'd you get? I got 16. <laughs> you can tell, like, maybe there's a little something, but she does beat you just by a hair. <laughs> okay. And she's like, it seems like as you reach a point of uh, your magic being uh, once again renewed within your body, uh, it has a regenerative property in which it will be able to draw upon a bit of the excess that you carry with you, uh, and it'll be able to protect you. Layman's terms, you get the shield spell once per long rest. Awesome. She turns to marriage and she's like, throw something at me. <laughs> um, I look at whatever's nearest on the table, like a plate or a cup, and I just fucking toss it. I can imagine both Gurawamdu and Condemned having the exact same expression at the exact same time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <sighs> She uses her new mask to cast shield. Okay, so Maris roll an attack roll. <laughs> Like an unarmed strike roll, I guess. My unarmed strike does zero damage. <laughs> I rolled a 10, so 15, because it's plus five. Okay, Sukunkana. You see Maris just like uh, haul off. She's got like a bowl next to her, just fucking like whoosh! Just f- flings this thing right at you. Seeing this come at you, it's, it's I think 16 is well above your AC. Uh, yeah, but I get 20 with shield. Yes. Uh, so the shield whoosh, sort of blasts out from the skull, and uh, you see this protective barrier that takes the shape of sort of like a spectral wolf. Oh, nice. Cock in. So you're sort of like, it's like you're wearing the, the wolf skull, but it's sort of more like you uh, sort of have summoned the spirit of this wolf to protect your body. And it just sort of like baps away the bull as it comes flying at her. Gro Amdu is shocked that that's what happened. That's not what she thought would happen at all. <laughs> just like, whoa! Uh, whoa uh. Didn't know it would do that. So cool. Kakin are the best. She is very strong. She's really good at protecting herself. Connie, I want to say thank you. This is sick AF. This is so cool. I was just going to like plant a flower in this skull or something and pretend that I was doing a ceremony, but this is pretty sick. <laughs> This is it's gonna be so useful. Look at once per day, someone can yeet something at me, and maybe I'll stop it. <sighs> well, I'm glad. Uh, it is like the old saying, and then he switches into Orcish, which is, uh, "The greatest mind needs a good helm on it." Uh, she does not speak Orc. He like looks at Gromdu, and he looks like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do Woo! speak so <laughs> <laughs> giant. Thank you everyone for listening to episode 9 of Tales of Bone and Ice, starring Grimhilda as Sukunkana, Marilyn as Maris Terrasit, Kander as Condemned, and myself, Brian Sherwood, as the DM. 
music and editing done by Chelsea Love with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood. Because we record these episodes so far in advance, we're always excited to listen to them again, and recently we've started doing live listens in Grimhilda's Discord channel. They're a ton of fun, and if you're interested in participating, there will be a link to her Discord in the description. Thanks again for listening, and remember, when you're driving in low visibility conditions such as rain or fog, turn on your headlights. Not necessarily so you can see better, but so other drivers can see you and prevent potential accidents. During the middle of this, like, like sit-down restaurant, like, cute little Applebee's moment, can I put on Claymore and then just kind of be like, do you know Gorum Do? Just to see if he does. I haven't heard that name in ages. And that's where we end. Oh, wait, does he actually? <laughs> <laughs>